0: Okay, and uh, welcome to episode 45 of But It's a Good Podcast. We are diving into a brand new film, uh, the brand new Dune. Bombastic, epic, sci-fi, drama, and romantic film, if you will, with beautiful shots, all-star cast, um, so much to dive into.
1: Okay, Hunter. Well, use many words to describe this film. A lot of them. But is Dune good? I I think so. (laughs) Who is that? Who is that? Ah. (gasps) Who (laughs) has infiltrated our podcast? But is it good podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Good evening. Welcome to episode 45, I think. Yes. It is 45 of But Is It Good Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Hunter Callahan.
1: And I am your host, Zach Olson.
0: And with us, as always, is the founder, CEO, uh, and owner of, pod- of this podcast, Whiskey. But we have our first guest of the podcast, um, a dear friend of ours who we've known for a long time a 10 long years. Time. How long have we known you? I- I've known you Longer for more than that. Yeah. yeah. Like 12 years. It's been a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> Ethan Williams, uh, who's coming to us, uh, to us from Nashville. That's right. Um, I-, I almost said from Nashville, but you're not from Nashville.
2: No, I'm from where I'm you here. guys are.
0: <laughs> no, uh, Yeah, that's true um, Me and Ethan went through the same program At University of Georgia mm-hmm. uh, Shout out to Mr. Biddle I don't know if he listens to this, but he should <laughs> uh, Yo, Bids uh, Ethan, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great I'm um, happy to be talking with you guys Thanks for letting me bully my way onto the podcast um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, As soon as it was announced, I was like You know what, it'd be really fun to talk Movies with Hunter and Zach again We haven't done that in a very long time so what better way to do it than to bully my way onto this podcast and uh, have some fun talking some new movies with you guys. Yeah, I'm really excited to well, be here. Thanks, you guys, for having me. What,
0: what's funny is that I, you sent me a message like a month ago right. or something. Mm. He left me on red. And I, this is actually going to be – Did he read it? No. I don't <laughs> think he did, actually, which is funny. No. So okay. my Instagram has this thing where it's like in the tiny little corner, it says like you have one message request, right? Mm-hmm. And I had like four and I was like, what is this from like a month ago? And you're on there saying, Hey, if you do Dune, and I was like, we just did the old one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're happy. I'm, I'm glad that I caught it. Um, he messaged me and he was like, I messed something up. Yeah. <laughs> We've been getting messages. <laughs> that'll that be I haven't in, been reading that'll <laughs> in Zach's uh, shindig. Uh-huh. Um, so yes. Uh, if you couldn't tell from the intro, we were diving into, uh, the brand new ad- adaptation of Dune, which came out just this past, I think it was actually Thursday or Wednesday when it dropped mm-hmm. on HBO Max. Um, I and realized in theaters that as I, well <laughs> yes. yes yeah no I'm, I'm saying it, it came out yes. like, it came out like a day before it was actually supposed to yeah and it came out like on Wednesday I think I saw
2: there were like people were saying it, it opened I guess at 6.30 on like uh Thursday night but then mm-hmm. there were also like Thursday night preview screenings that were going on at my local theater so I was like at least they're kind of matching right. up a little bit so there was supposed yeah. to be this sort of right. like well are they going to release it early on HBO Max? But not it wasn't really because a lot of theaters got out on Thursday.
0: Yeah. Um, I I dropped the ball, actually. I actually had to watch it on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and I feel mm-hmm. it's so interesting because we yeah. had this discussion months and months and months ago about...
1: It was one of our first episodes. We yeah, were talking like, about Dune and how they were they were planning a uh, dual release, and then they said, no, we're not going to do a dual release, and they, they br- came back with it and said, yes, we are. And we both agreed we have to see this film in particular in theaters. And And I didn't, uh,
0: but I have a baby. Okay, so get off my back.
1: No, (laughs) it's so funny
0: though.
2: Yeah, I understand like why it's such a convenient option for people. And um, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that's a whole other episode you guys could have discussions about like what the future of the theatrical distribution is going to be. Um, Because this movie, I feel like, was you know well, it was a big slate of Warner Brothers films, right? Where yeah. they, there was like a, you know, I think back in last year, Warner Brothers was trying to decide whether they were going to yeah. release Tenet and um, a lot right. of controversy about that. So eventually, uh, maybe to the chagrin of a lot of the filmmakers who made these films, uh, they mm-hmm. decided oh, to yeah. sort of do a same day release structure with HBO Max and theatrical distribution, yeah. which, uh, you know, as, as great as it is for, you know, accessibility i also think that that really really hurts the the theatrical model that we've built up to this point um it's it's a tough situation because i understand the the idea of giving people more access to movies but i also Mm -hmm. worry about the long-term implications of that and like what keeps movie theaters open at this point but i remember back when this was like announced like i i kept waiting for this movie to like get in theaters. And I was like, I'd rather be vaccinated than get to see it in a theater, but I didn't care at at a certain point. So it was kind of one of the things that kept me going through the pandemic was like, I got to see Dune in IMAX and I did. So I'm happy about
1: that. One of the, one of the implications being uh, of, you know, having these dual releases, the films that we're seeing right now that are being released side by side Mm -hmm. were made for the big screen. Right. So if moving forward, it's the norm to be side by side, what for like are they going to choose a format that's more suitable to a smaller screen and, yeah. like and frame size that kind of stuff right and abandon the the IMAX you know what i mean like mm-hmm. <sighs> it's weird well, it's 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 weird cuz like you know you think it, it, of movies
2: like netflix is trying to make bigger and bigger movies like they're giving bigger and bigger budgets right. to these films but they're trying to always release them on netflix first right Uh, there are certain, you know, there are very few exceptions. Like they did the Martin Scorsese movie a couple years ago for in theaters for a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, they've tried to avoid doing that. So it's like, there has to, there's a line between where the big studios are going to, you know, are they going to lower their budgets because they know they're going to be straight on HBO max or, you know, like things like do maybe not, would not exist in a model like that in the form that it's in.
1: Right, exactly. And that's the point I'm trying to make yeah. is that the format, the, the I mean, everyone who's associated with this film is saying this movie is made to be seen on the big screen. And mm-hmm. I agree with that. <laughs> Having seen it on both in yeah. this weekend. Yeah, well,
0: see, that's the funny thing is that, uh, real quick, that like I, I I mean, I was frustrated, just just not, button, not with anybody, just like, because I couldn't go see it. Um, so I like went upstairs in my bedroom and like turn off all the lights. Mm-hmm. and like blasted the sound bar mm-hmm. just to try and recreate a little bit mm-hmm. you know of having that but even still you know like it just it w- i mean it just i was it just wasn't the same i mean i i'll, I'll get to my thoughts on the movie but mm-hmm. i recognize like
1: ethan you brought up accessibility and i will say that
0: oh that's that's very helpful
1: in the theater there were certain lines specifically the whispers mm-hmm. you know when when he's like inhaling Oh, sorry. Spoiler free. We're spoiler free at this point. But there's whis- there's whispers in the film, right? Yes. And
0: um, I, I have couldn't... subtitles. Yeah. So,
1: so subtitles are super helpful, especially for someone like me who's got tinnitus. Mm. <laughs> like, there are certain things that like I just can't pick up on. Um, but I don't know. It's just. And there, I heard this week that
2: uh, AMC theaters are trying to add a bunch of like subtitles to their. Uh, like, to their actual theaters. Um, I don't know. I know oh, cool. that they've had that up to, they've already had something like that up to a certain point. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly how this will work, but they're, at least they're showing that they're committed to, you know, having a little bit more accessible screening. So, like, that's one yeah, less reason yeah. to stay home because, like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't hear it. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, so there, there are, there have been closed captioning screenings. Usually they're, like, labeled as such, but they're kind of fewer. Right. I guess maybe they're adding more, but at least that's like one right. thing they're trying to do because I feel like theaters are not doing enough to bring customers yeah. back in because I've been I've been right. to certain theaters and they're just dirty that no one's wearing masks. It's oh, yeah. just kind of gross. I'm like, why would anyone want to come back to this besides me? Because I just yeah. wa- I wanted to, you know, be back right. and see yeah. the movies. But if, if they're not giving the average consumer a lot of good reasons to to walk back in the door, except the fact that, you know, I want to see Dune on a big screen
1: yeah <laughs> right exactly I, I love subtitles which is enough yeah. of a reason you'll yeah. make the effort you know yeah. and you'll you'll step over the roaches or whatever <laughs> that's that's yeah exactly that's
2: me and i'm I'm just I'm like a super fan like I've been back to the movies like maybe 20 yeah. times already which I know some people haven't been back at all yeah which is crazy yeah. so
1: I, I think I've seen in the past year and a half I've seen three I've mm-hmm. seen four or five and that's just so out of the norm. I mean, right before the pandemic hit, we were considering we buying s- the the monthly pass, where you could see as yeah, many movies. Yeah, because we had just
0: seen Birds of Prey. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> Black Widow. Was that
1: the, that was the last movie we saw in theaters before yeah. b- before uh, pandemic hit? Was Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Yeah.
0: And then I saw we saw Black Widow. Uh, we saw Shang Chi, and we and then I've seen No Time to Die. That's it. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah. I also have a four month old baby, so like that's yeah, well, just yeah. played into it. <laughs> you get a pass. Um, though. Anyway, cool. So let's dive in uh, real quick. We'll run through these credits. Um, uh, <laughs> we already said Ethan, do you want to say his name? Because I've already forgotten how to uh, say yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the,
2: <laughs> the uh the director's name is Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> I think that, v- got, Villeneuve. i got that got that right. Villeneuve. Villeneuve. I believe
0: in numerous episodes of of, of this podcast I've said Denis Villeneuve Yeah, no, I mean that's <laughs> uh but anyway, I've I've loved his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that he did Prisoners 2, Sicario yeah. Arrival. We love Blade Runner 2049. Right, visually. I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it, but I, I think, think you, you I think
2: you even texted me about that movie like right after you saw yeah. it. And uh, I'm actually wearing my Blade Runner 2049 show. There you go.
0: There you go. Um, so he's been, done great work.
1: Real quick, and I mean, we've got a lot of stuff to go through, so we can't harp on this too much, but he's got this interesting reputation with uh, like the film aficionado community I feel like he's either loved or hated yes (laughs) uh and and I know that's a fact but Ethan I wonder if you have a little context behind that of why some people do not like his work yeah it's like
2: that's a great question honestly like because I have seen most of his movies I think I've seen every movie since Prisoners and I've enjoyed pretty much all of them to a a, a, significant for a significant amount you know I've, I've really liked them so it's hard for me to pin down what people don't like about him and I hate being okay. this person to be like it's because he's popular but I kind of feel that way like I feel like there's a little bit of you pushback You think it's a little gatekeepy? I think I think a little bit like it's it's not yeah. like he doesn't have maybe the sort of visionary aspects of a Christopher Nolan or you know maybe the right. sort of like boldness of a David Lynch or you know uh so I think it's harder to pin down why people aren't into his stuff. I feel like that someone should be able to art- articulate this better than me. Cause it's hard for me to say, cause <laughs> I like all of his movies, but sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, uh, I think he's only gotten better, honestly, like, uh, you know, yeah, right. Prisoners is pretty good, but I feel like the last couple of movies have just gotten continually better. Um, I think he's right. a, like, it's great that, you know, he's a popular filmmaker who makes, uh, you know, real films with real visions and, um yeah i i do wonder if like part of the pushback is just because like there's sort of yeah gatekeeping aspect to it but i i think he is a a filmmaker who if i am in high school right now and i'm watching the films uh his movies then i would turn Mm -hmm. around and there and go watch more movies right like sure those like the yeah which is yeah, I think that's only a positive thing, you know. If I'm a, I'm a younger right. person, because like you know I you know I liked you know very violent or very dark or very you know like, uh, provocative films when I was in high school and stuff like that. So right. seeing movies like this that were more intelligent, more you know, but still not any less uh you know engaging, I think I would it would cause me to seek out more movies. So I think that's a positive thing overall.
1: I feel like the meme is is like, um, people who watch superhero movies and then like the one superhero movie per year that they watch or the one non-superhero movie they watch and it's 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 his movie right and people, they're like oh my god this is the greatest thing ever and yeah. people are like oh you know that's not necessarily the case right it's like yeah so those are what like, real
2: movies should be like so yeah
1: right yeah. <laughs> but no i i agree with yeah. everything you said i've loved this stuff yeah, I've loved everything of his that yeah. I've seen personally.
0: Cool. Um, real quick, so we'll run through it. Screenplay. I can't read this. This color, Zach. Right. <laughs> so, uh, John
1: John John Spates was working on the screen screenplay. He did Prometheus. Doctor. He did an episode of Doctor Strange, um, and then Passengers. Eric Roth, and then Denis Villeneuve. Did mm-hmm. I say that correctly? <laughs> <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. He also. He. he <laughs> yeah, I've got it. He also worked on the uh, screenplay. Mm-hmm. The producers were Mary Parent, Denis Villeneuve, Cale Boyder, and Joe Caracciolo Jr.
0: Run through that cast for us. You want me to? No, we, you should. R- okay. All right. I'm you if should. I, if I can read this color green. <laughs> so we got we a stacked green. cast. Um, Timothy Chalamet. He was in Interstellar? You're so right. Yes. Yeah, he was a
1: uh, young young brother, right? Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. I know, anyway, me too. Uh, Timothy
0: Chalamet, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista, uh, Stephen McKinley Henderson, mm-hmm. uh, Zendaya, David Dasmalkian, and Chang Chin. And that's, oh, wait, there, there's more. <laughs> uh, Sharon Duncan Brewster, Charlotte Rampling, Jason Momoa, Javier mm-hmm. Bardem, Jason Mimosas trademark. Um, trademark. I can't say that name. Can Babs something. <laughs> Babs
1: Olusan Mokin. I apologize, Babs. And then Benjamin Clementine, One, stacked. So Benjamin Clementine, this is his first movie that he's been in. He was actually the, the like herald of change, the guy that read the script. Yeah, yeah. And he's a he's a musician in the UK, and he won like their equivalent of um like album of the year, like best oh dope. Best album awesome. just for UK artists. So, anyways, that's cool f- fun fact. Um,
0: I can't say this. Greg Fraser was the DP. won beautiful shots. Yeah, beautiful shots. The oh, movie 100%. was stunning. Um, edited by Joe Walker. Music by some dude named Hans Zimmer. Never heard of him. Who's <laughs> that exactly. guy? Um, Runtime was 156 minutes. Uh, box office is 220 million dollars so far. That's yeah. It, considering uh, where we I think it's about on a, a 165 yeah. million dollar budget.
2: I also think it's important to remember this movie has been out for weeks in Europe, uh, which is like okay. I, I don't, oh, I don't okay. know why they got so early, but uh, it like overseas. It released back it has in like
1: September, out. September third. Yeah, right? exactly.
2: So it's it's been out for a long time. So it's like those numbers seem really high for a movie that just came out. I was that
1: Yeah, I was like, wow, but, this is crazy. Yeah. But it's still encouraging for a, a dual release because it's so hard to quantify streaming numbers. Right. You know what I mean? So, and I don't know. I don't it, know if HBO
2: is, like exists over in Europe where they're actually getting the movies over there too. I don't know.
0: No, okay. um, it might in Europe. I know I listened to a podcast in Australia and they don't have it. They have some other service that that, that it's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so there we go. So, um, real quick, spoiler free for the next couple of minutes, mm-hmm. we just go around and we'll give our first thoughts. Um, just a, a few sentences, our first impressions of of uh, this adaptation of of Dune. Uh, Ethan, do you want to start us off?
2: Yeah. Uh, so, wow, I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a lot to ask. Yeah, in this movie. A big movie. <laughs>
2: this movie was huge. Uh, you know, figuratively and literally. Uh, You could feel every dollar of the budget working on this movie, which is, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. not something that you could always say. I feel like the visual effects were incredible. That kind of goes without saying. The production design was uh, beautiful. I love the costumes. And Hunter already mentioned the cinematography. I I thought it was beautiful. Uh, Wonderful. Very deliberately paced kind of movie. Uh, I wonder if, like, mainstream audiences are kind of, kind of be puzzled by this. Uh, I, like, if you're not, like, It's hard to be like, if you're not a fan of the book, maybe you won't like it. But I hope that's not the case. Right. Uh, Because I think the visuals, you know, are beautiful, but they may not be engaging to the, you know, more modern audiences. But I thought it was Mm kind of slow. I mean, in a good way, because I feel like Blade Runner uh, 2049 was also very kind of deliberate and almost meditative in its pace sometimes. Uh, I thought Mm -hmm. Hans Zimmer's music was incredible. Uh, Really liked that sort of droning aspect of it and the fact that there was a lot of right. sort of, um, I feel like the movie kind of was absorbing you into it um, and that was partially due to the music. Uh, the cast is really great. Uh, I I really enjoyed Timothy Talamay and pretty much everything and I think he was definitely my standout um, performer. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I kind of wish this was one five hour movie and that sounds like a little bit, maybe too much to ask but uh, kind of wish I could have you just taken cut. a break and watched the cut. rest yeah. of it. Uh, I kind of would, yeah. I mean, the Snyder Cut, I mean, you could have done this movie in four hours. It kind of makes me wish that uh, David Lynch's Dune had gotten four hours or two parts. Because right. I think he could have done something you know, on mm-hmm. par with this. But I thought this was definitely an improvement over the 1984 um, adaptation. Uh, maybe I just don't love Dune that much. <laughs> as a story i liked the book as a, you know when i read it yeah it's a very clumsy book um overall but i do like it and i think it's great uh this was probably mm-hmm. as good as you could get and also still gonna get some mainstream success i don't know Those was those are my thoughts on it i think it was pretty good mm-hmm. if you're a fan of the book you're gonna already probably be there day one but if you're
1: not maybe sure. uh i don't know zach no i i mean You've hit the nail on the head I mean this this film in terms of taking the book, which I've only read like three fourths of mm-hmm. and to be honest like the the most recent part that I've read, I've kind of been like, "Oh, well, let me get through this, so I haven't really been reading it with that close of an eye, but to take that book and put it on the big screen and make it uh, accessible to the just the you know everyday viewer this is the this is as good as you're gonna get um Because the book, like you said, it's a little clumsy. It's very. It doesn't. It's sci-fi, but it does not put a lot of emphasis on like the technology and like making every sure every single little thing is perfect, right? It focuses on like human politics, Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of that is stripped down in the movie adaptation. But how would you adapt that, unless? To me, it almost seems like you said if it was one five-hour movie, if they were really going to try and make it one to one to the book, which I don't think they should ever try to do, um, it would have to be like two five-hour, <laughs> right? <laughs> like <laughs> halves, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which, would, which would just be too much. But, um, like you said, Ethan, it's it's the pacing is so deliberate and meditative. There's so many. I I I really enjoyed this film, but I'm gonna poke fun at it, just like I I would poke fun at either of you, right? Um, but there were so many like meditative shots of Timothy Chalamet that I just felt like the name of the the newest fragrance Dune was going like, <laughs> to pop up on screen. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. It's it just so many so many shots like that throughout the entire film, and they but they're really breaking it up. And you would get a chunk of information or a big plot point, and then you would have some ambient you know beautiful imagery and ambient droning noises to to like digest that, and until you got to the next part of the film. So I, I think it's really well done. Uh, definitely an improvement on the last iteration. I do think that there were some things that, like f- from the 1984 iteration, the David Lynch iteration, I really, I thought it was nice having the internal dialogue, which is present in the books. And they didn't, they didn't attempt to do that in this film. I think it would have been cool. I think it would have been kind of cheesy. It definitely like, comes like off as
2: cheesy in the old <laughs> one, for sure. It doesn't really work. I like,
1: <laughs> I like cheesy. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, there yeah. were
0: parts where I think it would have made sense. Okay, like just like here and there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You can go. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I I loved it, honestly. Um, I also really hated the old one, like a lot. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. But there's nothing in this one that I think, um, felt out of place to me. I still am not crazy about. It's not really a spoiler, but the voice. mm Hmm. It still kind of, okay. feels like the whole, but we can talk uh, about
2: that. Cause I thought it was, it was done better here than it yeah, was. It was better. <laughs> like
0: it was still kind 100%. of hundred percent. <laughs> we can talk about, they did but, a little
2: bit, a lot more of showing and not telling in this movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah you know? And so like, but there yeah. I'll say things you mentioned pacing and this definitely felt very intentionally paced in a, in a positive way mm-hmm. where I never felt like I was either one being rushed or two bored. Um, And visually, it was, I mean, stunning breathtaking. Uh, Some of these shots are, I mean, just like with Blade Runner, you know, or something, they're just, they're incredible shots. Um, I think the cast was great. Um, I I do recognize what you're saying about Timothy's fragrance, you know, (laughs) fragrance commercials, because there's a lot of that... um, but I feel like it still works for the most part. It's not you a know? negative. Like I said, yeah.
1: I, I really, I, there's, n- I, I can't, there are not many things that I can point out that I disliked about this film, but there are certain things that I can smirk at. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I I'm, mean, I definitely, I'm going to do that.
0: I think this felt so much more focused than David Lynch's version. Oh, 100%. Um, everything, it felt cohesive. Like the world made sense to me a much in, in a much easier way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that like it was dumbed down or anything. I just, I think it, it just meshed better together. Well, when you're given uh, so much more time, yeah. Think, when you're given so much more
2: time, you're able to flesh yeah, out things yeah. where like things are not crushed into being sort of like, okay, we had one sentence to explain that. And then now you have to remember mm-hmm. that for the rest of the movie. That
3: kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But,
0: but, but I mean like even visually, like it, it all just felt like it kind of came together. Well, um, but I, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I hit the mic. Oh god. <laughs> uh, so now, moving on to uh, our world famous segment, uh, trademark movie in a minute. <laughs> um, we're gonna have Ethan do mm-hmm. this for us. But first, we got to give a theme song. Ready? One, two, one, two, three. It's time for movie. Movie in, in a minute. minute. Yeah. Time for movie in a minute. Movie Sixty a minute. seconds. Movie in a minute. Uh. Movie. We're gonna have Ethan do it for us. Yeah. In He's going to do it for us, yeah. Ah. <laughs> there it is. Brilliant. Okay, Ethan, here's the thing. We've never failed on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We are 44 the, for 44. You
1: got to keep the streak alive, Ethan. Oh, God.
0: So if you mess this up, I swear. Hey, if you mess no, up,
1: it's... I messed
2: it up. You didn't mess it up, right? That's true. Yeah, That's so true. We'll, just, true.
1: we'll
0: just throw you out of the bus.
1: Hey, then we can say we're undefeated. <laughs> exactly. <Your laughs> and streak, everyone else. <laughs> your streak remains. Your streak remains if no,
2: I'm over I've like five seconds. i got total faith.
0: <laughs> um, do you want us to have a timer for you or do you have one on your side? Uh,
2: I can do one. Okay.
0: Either way works. I know that we're, we're on video, so. Right. Um, cool. So whenever you are ready, this is uh, the wonderful Ethan Williams doing Moving in a Minute for Dune hmm 2021. Take it away.
2: Okay. Count me down.
0: <laughs> All right, ready? Three, two, one, go.
2: There is civil unrest of the planet Arrakis, also known as Dune, home of the galaxy's most precious resource, the Spice Melange. The evil colonial Harkonnens are pitted against the native Fremen for control over the planet. The emperor then decrees that the House of Trades should take over Arrakis as their fiefdom. Paul Atreides, son of the Duke Leto, is a gifted yet troubled teenager who has unusual gifts learned from his Bene Gesserit mother. Before they leave for Dune, the head of the Bene Gesserit tests Paul with a Gamjabar, a test all men have failed before Paul. Of course, he succeeds, and he may be the chosen one. The House of Trades arrives to Dune to a very eerie reception. Paul and his father take a ride to view the spice harvesting on Dune, where they witness a sandworm eat an entire harvester ship after rescuing the crew. Paul is exposed to the spice and begins to have stronger hallucinatory visions after this. Paul survives an assassination attempt by the Harkonnens through the use of his mental powers, and Duke Atreides begins to think they may not be safe on Arrakis. He's right. The doctor, the Duke is betrayed by his doctor, <laughs> Yue. The Harkonnens and the Imperial armies attack the planet. Paul and the Lady Jessica are captured, placed on a helicopter. Paul escapes using the voice. Dr. Yue gives the Duke a poison pill to attack the Harkonnens while he's paralyzed, but he fails to kill the Baron. Paul and Lady Jessica find the Fremen and Shani, the girl Polly has been seeing in his dreams. The Fremen are distrustful of Paul, but he proves himself in battle, killing one who challenged him to a duel. The movie ends with Paul and Lady Jessica joining the Fremen walking into the desert.
0: Boom. Boom. That was so much more detailed than was inc- anyone inc- Incredibly have done. I wrote incredibly it, detailed. That was,
2: I'm not going to tell you how long it was, so... Uh, <laughs> No, that was wonderful. Oh, we know how long it was. Yeah. We've got a timer, it, right here. a timer right here. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. I, yeah, went no, over a little bit. That was but.
0: great. That was great. That was great. That was wonderful. Okay. I, you started and I was like, hours suck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, to be fair, I think when we, when we were discussing this prior to starting the podcast, we we told each other no notes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which it, it's, it's perfectly fine that you use <laughs> no, because that was wonderful. That was, that awesome. was excellent.
0: excellent. But <laughs> applause. Now, now we have a new like standard. Yeah, to this meet. is the this is the benchmark, Ethan.
1: I
2: gotta cut it down. I, cool. If you can cut mine down a little bit, then maybe we'll you know we're, we're, we're we'll
0: there. We'll just speed it up. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll just speed you. Go. you we'll up. just 1. like 5, I'll just speed you up. One point five speed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, shall we dive in?
1: Yes, please.
0: All right, cool. Um, son of a, I always forget to do this before moving minute. But anyway, spoilers. <clears> yeah. <laughs> so. If you haven't read Dune or you want to go in blind, which good luck with that. Luckily, um,
1: why? if they listened to last week, that's true. This has all been spoiled. You already kind of know what it's about, yeah. right?
0: Um, but just in case, spoilers, detailed spoilers ahead for the new adaptation of Dune. Um, cool. Where do we? Where do you want to start? I we we can go wherever you want. We sometimes try and go through chronologically, but never works. <laughs> so whatever you want to jump off at.
2: Well, let's begin at the beginning. That's a very good place to start, as uh, that, that song goes. Uh, because no, I thought yeah. uh, no, there was a very interesting. I guess it was on HBO too, but before the credits or before the studio logos even show up, there is a yes. blank yes. black screen where the subtitles, where it says the dreams are what come from the deep, right? Or mm-hmm. messages from mm-hmm. the deep. I thought yeah. that was really fascinating that, you know, before the studio logos even went up, there was dialogue. So that, that was really,
0: well, it was, uh, I didn't know this from the beginning cause I don't think these people are even mentioned in, in, in Lynch's version, but cause I had subtitles on it said I don't know how to say the the, the names anymore. It's what starts with the nest. What are the warriors that are super the hard to recall? Sartakar. Mm-hmm. and it said like, my subtitle said, man speaking in Sardaukar. and it sh- and I was like, the hell? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> but did but still, mm-hmm. yeah, but still seeing what it said. I mean, I was I was like, all right, but I mm-hmm. did I did take note where I was like, because then it showed WB, and right. I was like, that's right. interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. That caught
2: me off guard a little um, bit. Oh, that's yeah, cool.
0: But I think it's it was a super cool way to just very subtly and quickly just, like, set the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of how this movie started. I just watched it.
2: Yeah. So it kind of starts out with, like, uh, you know, it show like, whereas, like, you know, the book kind of puts you in media res where you're kind of trying to catch up to what the book, what it, what is everyone even talking about? Uh, the movie does a mm-hmm. good, it also starts with narration like the old one does. And mm-hmm. it talks about, you know, it actually shows you the battle between the Harkonnens and the Fremen on the planet Dune, where oh, where yeah, 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 you yeah. never see that in the original movie or, you know, you never really experienced right. that in the
1: book. So you see get this really heady scene in the Emperor's throne. Yes. room. Yes. With- <laughs> actually, we, we get the, the princess, the princess Irulan is talking and then we get the the weird. Floaty monster. Yes. Things, oh, and right? Lynch's version. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 spacing Guild. Guy. I prefer this world building mm-hmm. to that world
2: building. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I learned a funny story about that uh, that narration this week. I I had watched. Uh, I was t- tweeting about watching the old version, and someone pointed out to me that the uh, the the princess I rule in literally says, "Oh, I almost forgot." And like because apparently they had to <laughs> they had to reshoot. That monologue and add more stuff because it was still so confusing. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because that opening monologue is so long and it's so dry yes. and like, yeah. yeah. I think this a movie immediately. I think it has the benefit of having going after De Lynch's version in many different sure. ways, especially from visual effects. Obviously, all that you know, all that stuff, but also the fact that they can say, okay, how would I do it differently? How would I approach this story differently? And I think they did the right thing by showing conflict, showing, uh, you know, what there is to gain, what there is to lose on Arrakis. And uh, yeah, I thought that was a much better opening. I also really liked. uh, Well, this was surprising. The title card said "Dune Part One."
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, because that was like that's that hasn't been advertised at all. Yes. Right. As as far as I know. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, we, like we last week, which we'll get to, said it was the whole thing. And then, like, the next day, I think I told you, I was like, after we recorded that, I saw an article and I was like, oh, this is a two-parter, which I was I was glad about because I think content-wise, it needs to be, like, it needs to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that was never said. It was never right. said, like, doing part one.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, but as of today, there's been no like official sign mm-hmm. on for a yeah. part two. Is that correct?
2: To my knowledge, that's correct.
1: Uh, they have okay. not,
2: the, the crazy thing to me, cause like you think of the big famous movie trilogies or sagas, they usually know when they're filming the next part or like in the right. case of something like Lord of the Rings, they film them all at once. And, yeah. you know, it's a consecutive shoot. You know, I would think right. a movie that's only two parts, has a cast that you know is pretty like this cast is busy like zendaya uh Mm -hmm. jason momoa these guys have really busy schedules of stuff they're shooting all the time so i would think they would maybe do an extended shoot uh to get part two done but i guess it was not greenlit and i want to say i don't know all the whole story but i feel like the the part one is sort of a planting the flag and saying okay your people are gonna see this or not and if you know it would be a real shame i don't think you know based on how many people were in my audience i don't think uh, we're not gonna get part two, but it's still just a little sure. bit concerning that no one has actually sat. I don't know. Maybe they've written it, but as official, yeah. I don't know if it's officially greenlit at this point. So that was kind of concerning. Yeah,
0: which I I had asked you at the end of the movie. I was like, have they? I was we were watching some part. And I was like, have they filmed part two? And we we're like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so.
1: It, it's possible that um, Warner Brothers is is hesitant to, uh, like. I mean think about all the DC films that they had oh s- my God. they had slated and are no longer <laughs> no mm-hmm. longer being made, Warner right? Brothers. So it's possible that they're just hesitant to
0: Don't even get me started. Um, yeah. but I I did want to add, I So the the Princess monologue in Lynch's version was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah. And in this one, the simple title cards of like Caladan, Home of House of Trade, mm-hmm. like that stuff for me was just as effective. Mm-hmm. It was cleaner. It was just it.
1: What you didn't like the space map with the three <laughs> planets? <and> yeah,
0: <laughs> but I'm just saying, like it was just that's all I needed, mm-hmm. right? I'm just saying like that's 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 that's, that's all I Right,
1: need. Like like Ethan, like you were saying, this movie shows where David Lynch's version was telling, yeah, and that's much more effective. And
2: that br- that brings us nicely to that scene, like or very early on, it's one of the first scenes of the movie where Paul is eating breakfast with his mother. And his mother's like, use the voice on me. And we're like, what the heck are you talking about, lady? And yeah, it's intru- the the concept of the voice being the sort of like psychological uh, power that people can have and that she is trying to pass on to Paul is introduced mm-hmm. rather than sh- going into that scene where there's a Gom Jabbar and we're like, what the heck is the voice? And why is this lady telling him what to do? And it right. sounds like a yeah. you know creepy thing. So, I appreciated there were like more introductory scenes to these very Mm -hmm. big and very weird concepts that Dune is all about. So uh, I thought it was Mm -hmm. way less clumsy. Um, There were some like, you know, very sort of, it was not clumsy, but it was like, okay, this kind of have to do it this way where Paul is doing his film books as they call them in Dune, where it's like, he's reading something and like, there's a voice telling him like, and this is the planet, and this is what the worms are, and this is what that and it's right. like yeah. that is that is seems like on the surface kind of goofy exposition, but it's better than just like you know, what it could have been. And I feel like it, it feels natural in the yeah. context of the movie because Paul is that sort of curious character who wants to know more about the place he's going to, and you know, he's he's having dreams about this place, so it makes sense that he would want to know more about it. So mm-hmm. I thought it was, you know, some people may yeah, say it's clumsy. I thought was, I liked that though.
0: No, yeah, there's something that that when we talked about Lynch's version, where I was like, I think you had said the the portrayal of Paul, like it, you had said numerous times in the books, he's constantly studying, constantly learning. Yeah. And so, so when that happened, I was like, okay, yeah, this makes
1: like right. Okay, this fits. He has like these hollow books, which based on how I they're described in the book, it seems like it's it's just like how it was portrayed in the film, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, up to interpretation, but. Um, in the in the David Lynch film, he's he's like super emotional, like right from the get go, and like that's I preferred I much preferred Timothy Chalamet's uh, iteration of the character. Yeah. So uh, I really appreciated when he when he sticks his hand in the box. How we mm-hmm. didn't get that that uh, the weird the weird hand melting thing. Fake gore. Yeah, the stuff. fake gore. Which, by the way, I want to point out, Ethan, you probably noticed this last week. I I said that uh, I was scarred by a movie called uh, Attack of uh, uh, the Body, body snatchers. snatchers. It, it was, was not. It was the thing. Is the thing. Yep.
0: We can say that again during your shindig. We can, we can, I, we can yes. harp on that again. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll say that for the end. But yeah, no, like, I, I think... So, I really, like, I don't know. I really enjoyed that scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, because, like, the, the Reverend Mother in this one, I don't know, it just, it, it all and it might have been because i knew who she was cuz i'd right. seen you know like mm-hmm. i'd seen Luth- lynch's version but like for some reason like in lynch's version in the first 5 minutes she's like she's talking to the to the emperor what's his face uh and she's like i am your truth-sayer you know it's like "Okay, yeah, what is that but then however many minutes into this one uh paul is talking to his mother and she's saying like the Reverend mother's here and she's the she's a truth to the emperor like mm-hmm. just for some reason, that delivery to me, like it hit better, and it was—I like, don't know—it
1: just it's given in a way that it is educating the main character of the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Where yeah. It, she's talking to Paul, who is
0: there's so many things you know, in Lynch's version where, like, I feel like the the character's going to turn and look at the screen and be like, "I am the truth sayer, right for <laughs> yeah. the emperor," and it's like, "Okay, I, thank you." Yeah, I also <laughs> you thought, what I
2: mean like, yeah, I thought they did a good job. Like, th- David Lynch's version is very faithful to a fault in some respects where um, there's, a, I think you guys talked about this last week, the very pompous sort of like airy dialogue, they kind of carry over like yeah. in a sort of regal. Yeah. There's this sort of regality to everything people say. Uh, I think Kyle McLaughlin is, is great as Paul doing that because I think that's very faithful mm-hmm. to the book. Uh, but I think they really did a good job trying to sort of like not dump it down, but simplify the dialogue sure make it work so there's a lot less like why are the people talking like it's the 1500s kind of you know yeah. there's a lot less of that there's also more humor in this movie than you right. know the, like it's so like because the other one is so goofy in the like the way it's sort of like presented because it's, it's played all straight like that corny dialogue yeah. that's played all like for serious right whereas this yeah. one like right they are able to inject a little bit more humor into the script. I think Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is just a more sort of like comedic actor. I don't mean he's funny, but mm-hmm. like I think he just has this sort of like playful charisma, he a lighthearted, yeah, yeah a yeah.
1: lighthearted, playful charisma to him.
2: Yeah. Sure. So I think like you know they they used that well because I think you know some movies that were like um, a character's got a quip after everything, like a Marvel movies so was like, whoa, what about this? This is kind of weird, and it's like. They yeah. don't need that kind of humor. Just like something to make it feel like these people are human beings. Because yep. one fault of the book is that they don't really feel like human beings. Like everybody kind of feels like robots a little bit. Even though there are literally human robots in the world of Dune. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's this very stiffness, almost like stiffness to the way people talk and the way they act. So they did a good job of humanizing, I think, these characters to make it a little bit more digestible. I feel
0: like Gurney had a had a had a smidge of that in mm-hmm. this one. Like how, how he talked, how how Brolinskater talked. Was was a it like it, it was almost like it was like just paying like homage to that style of Lynch's or the books. I've read the book, but just mm-hmm. like when he when well, he has his, that His, his character scene, is like really
1: poetic in yeah, the book. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. so He's like when Saying these lofty lines that he's heard in songs, or, yeah, you know, which he
0: like does that. say, and in, in he like quotes a lot of stuff, yeah. But like in that scene where he he and uh, Paul duel, um, when he's talking to him, he, just the way he words it is just enough that it caught my attention to go, okay, well maybe he's like, he's like the old guard, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it, it, but it still felt natural. It didn't feel like he was this out of place character.
2: I uh, yeah, I I really liked that scene uh, where they're fighting. Uh, mostly because I really liked the effect they did for the hollow shields in this. Is that what they're yeah, called? Yes. Um,
0: so not those blocks. Yeah. The, th- <laughs> the blocks. The polygons. Right. <laughs> so, that definitely was a, a
2: <laughs> the limits of their visual effects back then. Yeah, but um, right. I liked the, the sort of like <laughs> sort of um, the fact that they changed color and that kind of told you right. as an audience, like, Oh, if it's blue, that means that they didn't get through the, the armor. And if it's red, that means that red someone got bad. stabbed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I appreciated that effect, and I thought it was used to really cool. Like, uh, Yeah, I, I did. I liked that scene at least. I think it was cool.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the production design say, was amazing,
2: this. Yeah. Right,
1: 100%. Uh, Coming, Going on the shields just for a minute, and this is kind of jumping forward in the movie a little bit, but um, Duncan Idaho is fighting Sardaukar mm-hmm. at a couple different points in this film. And my understanding of the shields is that the slow blade gets through the shield. It, you have to be moving slowly to get through there to, to slice them. But he's going on full speed later in the film, and it's still getting through. Yeah. So to me, I was a little confused about that. But that's something that like a uh, uh, the general viewer probably wouldn't even think twice yeah,
0: about. Yeah, it almost looked like the shield could just be overwhelmed, maybe. Maybe that you was know, the yeah. case, I don't know. That might not be it, but... Because they they even go to a point that I think Gurney says like the slow blade. Yeah, no, he says and, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a line a line from the so, book for sure. But that's a good point. Um, there's even that one part where like uh, Duncan like just like points his sword at these people and they like they're like, you can pass. Mm-hmm. You yeah, can just come on. <laughs> um, well, they don't want none of that. Stuff, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. I I, I I I love that scene. I also think the like the dreams and the visions. Were mm-hmm. I think they were done, much more tastefully. The spice, the spice, the spice, the spice, the worms. What does it mean? I,
2: <laughs> See, I have like, a question, I, for you guys, yeah, the worms, yeah, the spice. Is there a relationship?
0: Oh my god! Dude. <laughs> for some reason, that just like that that. That line has stuck with me. <laughs> that, it just, it's like, hilarious.
3: It's a
1: hilarious line.
0: I couldn't, like, it took me out of the film. Yeah. See, I was already halfway out of it. The there's
1: something about just, like, the unapologetic corniness of the 80s that I love. So, mm-hmm. like, when yeah. that when that line, that almost, like, pulls me more into that I was film. like, no, I'm like, okay, I'm no. into this. You know what I mean? But, like, no. a lot of, it's, it's so funny.
0: Just, like, there's there's certain things where, like, I'm try- I am I can't think of an exact, exact you know, example where, like, someone's talking to Paul, and, like, they'll say a word, and... When Paul, when it, when it shows Paul hear it or he says something back, he mm-hmm. sees, uh, Ch- Chani, Chani mm-hmm. is that her mm-hmm. name, or like he'll see dude. or like you know, I like I like like it shows more that it's in his subconscious to me, and it just is more tastefully done.
1: But not only that, the dr- the content of the dreams was not one it to one. It makes more sense. It was not one to one with yeah. what happens in reality, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because
0: J- Jameis, Jameis, is that his name? The sure. v- yeah. no, it's the guy who challenges. Yeah, Paul. Mm-hmm. That's his ten- name. I just don't know if we're pronouncing it correctly. Yeah, I don't think we hear his name. But on he s- yeah. sees him like, w- 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 like when they're. I-, I know we're skipping around, but w- when they're flying through the storm, mm-hmm. and he he's he like hears Jameis, I'm gonna say Jameis, teaching him, and he's like, "You have to go with like you know, like the purpose of life. You have to go right. with it." Mm-hmm. But then when he meets him, that right. doesn't happen.
1: They fight. So in the dreams, Jameis... We're going to call him Jameis. Yeah. <laughs> Jameis. It could be Jameis. I don't know. He's he's a mentor yeah. to Paul, right? And he's teaching him the way of, you know, the the, the Fremen. Fremen. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's also having dreams where he's dying. Like, he's getting stabbed by that knife. Yeah. And he knows that the knife is important and that he's got to die. Mm-hmm. And then we get the... It sounds like the B'nai Jesuit at the end of the film are, like, chanting to him, like, kill the boy, Jon Snow. Let the yeah. man well, it sa- it you says You know what I mean? It like, says,
0: like, the boy must die, so the... I can never say it, right? Quiz Dice can rise. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So, um, th-
1: th- those dreams were like foreshadowing that him stabbing Jameis mm-hmm. was killing his boyhood and bringing him into yeah. manhood, essentially. So, yes. even though he's not the one that died, Jameis is the one that died. Jameis was a mentor to him and was yeah. leading him on that path. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, so he, I he tries to get cool. him to yield numerous times. It's cool. something that we've seen in film a lot, and after a while, you're like, okay, yeah. I could see that coming but it, it was really well done i think you know what i mean ethan do you have thoughts yeah i
2: i think uh <laughs> the subconscious stuff in this movie was the closest it got to getting as weird as i wanted it to be uh, okay because dune is such a weird book in a weird universe yes. uh I, I i i was wondering where this movie would fall in terms of weirdness like would this movie be as horny as the book is? The book is like super like, you know, like there's this sort of like psychosexual element to the book. There's like this, like a lot of uh, weird uh, subtext, weird theming. Uh, But I thought the way that this was executed, I I appreciated that it was more abstract. And Zach, Mm -hmm. I think you nailed what was being said in those visions, probably because you've been reading the book recently. But uh I think this, this did a great job of not literally sitting down and saying, this is actually what Paul's dream meant, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that right. would have yeah. been... No, 100%. You know, yeah. you know the next one, they, that may happen, but at the same time, this movie ends right. and like that stuff is not very uh, specifically outlined as to what that means. So I, I appreciated yeah. uh, the very visual storytelling ta- story of the subconscious mm-hmm. in this movie. I thought that was really well done. Maybe a little. It's maybe a little bit challenging for mainstream audiences, but I thought it was it was executed really well.
0: Yeah. Um. I wanted to ask you guys. What do you guys think of uh, of the Baron? Uh,
2: Better. <laughs> I I'm gonna com- completely disagree with you, Zach. I thought like this Baron okay. was. I I I don't want to go in, as far as to say the Baron was bad in this, but there are certain okay. things I will love about the David Lynch one that they. Sure. That did n- not carry out with this one very well. The Baron being the biggest one, because the Baron is not evil enough uh, in this movie.
1: Okay, you know, okay. 100%. He just All seems right. like this diplomat who's yeah. just doing what he has to do. He's not super sinister. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that his floating is more ominous, like when sure. he's floating down to uh, Dr. Yua, yep. and, and in. Shots like that, I'm a sucker for, Ethan. Mm-hmm. I'll tell yeah. you. Well, <laughs> so. I, I,
0: like, I liked, so you actually, you see his feet briefly sure. during that scene. But for, at first, you just sort of saw him rise up. Oh, you just see, like, the
1: silhouette of yeah. his, like, giant and, like, robe. and his
0: robe, like, would, st- would stretch down, t- like, all the way to the floor. Mm-hmm. And I love that shot. Because, mm-hmm. like, I didn't, he's where he's got some weird thing on his back. I don't necessarily need to know how he floats. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I do think, I like that part. I, I get what you're saying. No, I get I what you're saying too. I personally liked this Baron better. The Baron from from
1: David Lynch's iteration is well, he's gross. He's, he's gross. he's he's like he's obsessed with like disease and like he's cultivating that on his face, right? Right. Which might be an aspect that you that you like, Ethan. Um he's also super wacky and like really Over the like top. comical. Yeah. Uh but he's evil. He's like a yeah. he's like a super villain. And in this film, that does not come across at all.
2: Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. Like he he's almost like a mustache twirling villain in the old movie. Yeah. like where and I think yeah. that's yes. that's kind of more faithful to the, the like way I imagine the Baron. The Baron is not very mm. gross in this movie. In fact, he's bathing for most of the movie. He's like, uh, you know, he's <laughs> that in, is actually true. He's in that a spa. True. He's in a sauna. He's in a bath. Yeah. He's always getting himself washed. Which I'm like, no, this guy needs to be grody, nasty, evil. Right. I will say. I mean the Baron Harkonnen is a very problematic character from the book, uh, as right. in terms of like it in the, the Lynch movie does also kind of do this. He's almost a very homophobic character. Sure. The way right. that he sort of, like he is this sort of like, almost like pedophilic element to him. Uh, you right. know, like, and it's like that sort of weird conflation of, of homophobia and like, or, you know, like, Oh, gay people are pedophiles, that kind of thing. Like, like, that sort of yeah. gross way of thinking that, that that there's more than enough subtext to read into with the Baron. Right. Uh but I it definitely didn't need that aspect to it in the movie. Yeah. I, right. But I there's certain think, things that
1: can be trimmed down, exactly. and that's one of them. They, yeah.
2: But I think that they, they dialed it, I think they dialed him down way too much in terms of like he could okay. ham up the movie. He could own this movie as like God, he's so evil. But it, like you said, Zach, he's more like a diplomat than he like right. we don't really know why this person is the bad guy in this movie. Uh it's more right. just kind of told to us, or as like, well, you know, it's like Game of Thrones, whereas like there aren't really any bad guys. There's just like guys who have, you know, different motivations. Whereas the book it feels like sure. oh no, the harco dudes are bad. Like, they're really yes. bad. So
0: I was gonna say the the Empire felt more like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. The Imperium, yeah, 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 the the Imperium, whatever. But in this one, like, because like at the end when they're talking with um, Doctor Kine, Kine, Kines, yeah, Kines, Mm -hmm. um, and they're like going in several ways. Uh, there's talk of like we need to tell what the Imperium did here. Mm -hmm. Right, it's not so much like look what the Baron did, look what the which in this film they say Harkonnens, but. Well, because the
1: Emperor it, is, is setting all these yes, events into motion. I do know that,
0: but I can see that, I'm, like, to y'all, like, to your point, Ethan, the Baron felt more like a pawn than the mastermind.
2: Exactly. Right? Right. Yeah.
0: Which I guess he's not really the mastermind but anyway. He is, it, it is he, the,
2: he is in the book, though. Like, he is playing right, the Emperor is. like a fiddle, right? Like, that's kind of yes. the implication okay. is that, like, he is so financially powerful that now all of a sudden he has even more political power than the Emperor. Right. Like, right. Which is, that's kind of, you know, the sort of end of the day, the message of Dune is, or it's about, you know, that sort of like politicking and like the money yeah. and mm-hmm. like the resources and all that stuff. So, yeah, I just, that was my, one of my bigger gripes with the movie, uh, you know, which is it's I can fairly, see that. fairly minor because I, I think it's mostly yeah. just because I have a real... Fondness for that original portrayal, I felt they nailed it. Sure, in the David Lynch version, <laughs> which is one of the few things that yeah. the, one of the few things that movies nails. It doesn't nail a whole right. lot. It actually gets the Baron very right, and I think my friend Matt said this, but as soon as there stops being the Baron in that movie, it kind of goes off the rails in a bad way. Yeah. So I mean, yeah,
1: no, hundred percent. Um, I want to talk about just H- how Harkonnen in in general. You, I mean, it's very sterile. The whole thing is just very. I mean like you said he's he's bathing half the time <laughs> the the home planets that they go to you yeah. see all these different uh architectural styles and everything but H- House Harkonnen does not feel like it's portrayed in the book you know what yeah. i mean like it's it's just i don't know i
0: i liked, i mean i like this version better mm-hmm. personally okay like as far as so we got
1: we've got the uh, the layman viewer yeah, here. Well, yeah. yeah no that,
0: that's that's true that's true exactly. uh but i'm just saying like just because i mean you know like peter In the Lynch version, like it just felt goofy. It just felt too goofy, which is that weird, but it's that weird dichotomy of like, I think you said earlier. Ethan, where it's like it's so goofy, but they're playing it so straight mm-hmm. that like I couldn't, like I was like this just doesn't.
1: See, I loved Peter in the yeah. I mean, the he, David Lynch. he
0: was he was he was dumb, but I'm saying like even like how he looked, I was like this is. A s- I love the eyebrows. I think <laughs> the eyebrows are. Crazy. I mean, like it's the future, right? What you saw, like, what's his fashion? Yeah, weird.
1: what else is gonna change other than the eyebrows?
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> but like I don't know, like just how they're portrayed in this one, like David Dasmalkian's. Version of Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He seems more calculating. Sure. To well, me. I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know. I also this is random, but you mentioned the eyebrows, and in the old Lynch one, uh, I don't know how to say his name. The the fear. The fear of what? The fear has k- the all crazy the men, eyebrows.
1: All, all the have the crazy eyebrows. The crazy eyebrows. The the crazy eyebrows this is the, very subtle, but yeah.
0: I loved how he was portrayed in this movie. Okay. And when he was like, they're like, hey, what did what did he have to spend into get here and nice. his, he's like you show how he works right I was like that's <laughs> neat no it was cool I was like that's cool I personally like that yeah I, that was a little little side note there but
2: weirdly uh, enough yeah. mentats were the only thing that was not explained at all in this movie Uh, right. I think it's hard to I, I barely understand mentats and I've read the book and it's like I, I, I guess I don't know if they'll explain it later or they're just people just gonna have to deal with it but like they definitely did not mm-hmm. explain what the concept of a mentat is uh i i don't think it was to the movie's detriment you know like you didn't sure. really need to know that it was just interesting right um also going back to the what the house Harkonnen, in like what it looks like i mean yeah the uh go, the david lynch movie had like what, there was like a cow Hanging upside down, they were like zapping. Right? Is that, isn't that right? Something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. And they like milk a cat and stuff. Like that. That was just yeah, insane production design. I was like, what if they did something like that? Right. They definitely did not. They cut down on anything that right. was like very indicative of how evil they are. But I thought those, mm-hmm. those were like really funny, weird touches. Like yeah, there was like a upside down cow. They were like milk this cat. Right.
0: We <laughs> we uh, we actually we had a a long discussion, too long about the animals in the last one oh <laughs> and about that. Rid- I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. The pug, the pug that just goes into battle with Patrick Stewart.
2: Like <laughs> he was saving the pug a-
1: from the palace.
0: No, I, I get it. But then he like charges in the battle. He's holding the pug. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was upset, but what's funny,
1: I was upset that Josh Brolin wasn't charging in And a I know. I was like, film. he needs
0: to just like, as like a reference, just like have him hold a pug. <laughs> um, but What's funny is that like there's mentions of bulls and like there there's a bullhead in this one, and uh, you know again, for some reason for me at least these these real life you know earth animals besides the, this little mouse that's i guess it's not an earth animal it's a you know that's on arrakis with the big ears mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it still felt like it fit better it
1: looked copy pasted from like one of the Star wars like the yeah one of the uh, star wars you know, films. probably but 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 like <laughs> for some
0: reason dogs and cats being in the old one just was super. Jarring, jarring to me. But for some reason, in this one, the concept of them them being bulls and, and that sort of stuff, it just fit better. And I think I think you mentioned like they felt more like humans mm-hmm. in this in this film. Um, I mean, it's still kind of ridiculous because they're all different planets, but you know what I mean.
2: Th- what would you guys think of bu- what you guys think of Oscar Isaac? I feel like, uh, like Duke Leto had so much more to do in this movie, like right than yeah, the previous ones. It was definitely
0: like. I I I think I mean in in my opinion all the characters besides Paul I mean Paul was busy in the last one just had more stuff to I mean Duncan was much more central uh, oh, sure. yeah. in this film even Doctor Yua, like he he wasn't in it quite as much as like Paul or or or, or I mean I'm not Paul Lido or Duncan but like even his arc like made more sense was fleshed out more to me. Um, I also liked how he, he looked I, like I, a
2: guy who would be named Dr. Yua like, as opposed to the last guy. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it made more sense, yeah. this casting. Right, um,
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, but I I, I mean, I, I also love Oscar Isaac, so like, I thought he was great. I think,
1: I think he's done very well in this film. silver o- fox, man. Oscar Isaac is going to knock any ball out of the park that's pitched at him, right? Yeah. But I will say that if anyone, in both the films, if anyone's role from the book has been minimized it's, it's uh, the Duke leader Atreides, mm. I think, because in the book, I feel like he has a much bigger role, specifically in uh, like educating Paul mm-hmm. at the beginning, like when they first get to Arrakis and they're bringing him to the, the meetings and things like that, and he's you know, trying to walk him through his, his reasoning and all this, and that's stuff that gets cut out, yeah. and I really like that in the book, but it, it's, a th- it's something that when you're putting something on the big screen, that's going to take up a lot of time, mm. so I understand it, um, I will say everything, like you said, Ethan, he's given a lot more to do on screen, and he does it very well. Um, I like his relationship with Paul better yep. in this film than I did yep. in, in, in the uh, 1984 film.
0: Um, I, I loved the exchange, you know, which they, they show this in the trailer, so it's not like it's a spoiler, but, um, you know, when Paul is seeing, it's like, what if I'm not the future mm-hmm. Of House of Atreides, and he's like, "Then you'll still be the only thing I ever need you to be." That's my son. Maybe because I have a son now, and I'm like, tears. Yeah. <laughs> but but like I like I but I mean genuinely like I that's that's definitely changed how I, how, how I watch films. Sure, but, but I love that. Like I just I don't know. I, I loved their relationship, even with him and Jessica. Um, uh, I mean, him just just the the chemistry of everybody just felt more natural. Felt like. It it felt like to him, Gurney was his old friend who's like still like an old salt, and he's like, "Dude, just calm down." You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Just like those kind of things. Um, yeah, I I thought it was good.
2: I also liked his scene with um. It was like very sneakily economic. What I mean is, so the scene where Stilgar, the guy from the Fremen, shows up to the castle. It was great, and he great uh, he, too, he spits immediately yeah. and you're like what the heck why did he spit and it's like <laughs> like we've read the book you know why but like it's it's humorous right. because we're like whoa this guy just spit and the ki- at the king essentially and mm. he's like actually no that's actually a sign of you know respect because yeah. I'm giving you my body's moisture so like oh yeah. right I'll spit back at you that's how I show that I respect you which I thought I, I also love that in the in the book as a thing but I think that using it as sort of like a humorous moment. You know, also, mm-hmm. but also revealing something about the planet and revealing something about yeah. the fremen. I thought that was a really yeah. like right. sort of economic way of screenwriting, and it was really good. Um,
0: yeah. I also liked Paul's little. He's 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 being sassy, but not sassy. Where uh, Stillgar is like, you you come here and you spy and you you know mine our spice and you yada 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 and you, and you leave nothing for us. And Paul's just like, that's true. Yeah, and just <laughs> he's like, not
1: he's not wrong.
0: Like, shut up, Paul. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I like. And like I, I also liked this concept of Paul being the one or being the whatever the hell it's called. I'm not gonna say it again because I never get it right. You did good the last time um, you
2: said it. I will say,
0: Quetzalcoatl. It's
2: pretty good. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: Um. Uh. This this idea of him being this like prophesized character. There's so much more. Like it's it's just set up better. Like when he shows up and they're chanting. I'm not sure what they're chanting in this one, but Jessica says like that's. Fremen for Messiah, or that's mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. way of saying. Um, and Paul even cast out. He, he's saying like they've been they've been told they see what they want to see. They've they see what they've been taught to see. Right. But also like the subtle things were like when Stillgar, um, which I don't know if it's just me, but when he was talking, <coughs> all I could hear was Silva from Skyfall because I know that's how Javier. Oh right, yeah. Anyway, um, but when he's leaving, he subtly says like I recognize you mm-hmm. to Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, and it shows you that there's. It's more than just, oh, he's the one. Like there's these little crumbs, you know, mm-hmm. and like I think Jessica right. even says like when they see you show up they start they they see the signs. Right. And I thought that was just it just kinda built my one of my biggest complaints of the last one is that things just happened. Yes. There's nothing like that led to stuff. There's no building. And this one we we don't even get to the part where he is quote unquote the one or whatever or not. But we start laying these seeds and these roots we're saying, like, okay, he's he's something to them. Yeah. You know, I just yeah. I just thought it was done well.
2: I, I agree. I think um, the way stuff is introduced is much more. It, I I personally loved the way that Paul is like sort of, he almost rejects, there's a point in this movie where he almost rejects this sort of prophecy, right? Where he's like, I don't want this. For sure. And I think yeah. there's, and sometimes in the book, or maybe not in the book, because I haven't read it in a long time, but definitely in the last movie, he's almost like, as soon as he knows he's the chosen one, he's like, "All right, let's go." I'm the chosen one. Like, yeah, like yeah. he just puts on the mantle I, yeah. and he's, like, and he's I like, "I know my dad. I'm dead. gonna do, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh I, I'm gonna save the Fremen. I'm gonna beat the Harconans. I'm gonna do all this. Blah blah blah." Like, right. but in this movie, he's almost like is conflicted about it, and I think that adds so much more dimension to the character. Mm-hmm. It's so much more. It's more interesting, and I think by the end of this movie, where you may expect him to say, "Okay, I am Messiah or whatever," they're gonna you know, go with that. He's not sure. And I I think that's way more interesting and it's gonna make the next right. movie a lot more interesting too, where he's gonna have to come to grips with this uh realization, real, sure. like this this reality that he's now in. Um, I think my biggest gripe with the nineteen eighty four movie is that him becoming the leader of the Fremen is like five minutes and it's, it's just like really that. it's really rushed and it's really not and it's like that should be the, right. that should be probably be the most interesting part of the movie is discovering yeah. this society. How would people live in the desert? How would people, you know, survive? And like, wh- how, what does Paul do to become, you know, the leader of these people and to just distinguish himself as like this, you know, god figure? How does he use his psychological powers? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So I'm looking forward to what they're going to do in the next one. But I also thought it was just right. good that they did the sort of messianic like rejection like Jesus in the garden he's like no I don't want this right and he's like okay well yeah. now I'm gonna have to figure out how I'm gonna deal with that
1: but at the same time so he's he's still conflicted at the end of this movie but he's definitely taking on this role Right? So, like his mother is like uh, the lady Jessica's like we need to get off world we need to get off world and he like, like puts nope. his foot down he's like no mm-hmm. this is the path that was laid in front of me my father didn't come here for the spice or for you know for the yep. emperor or for anybody except for your people, because they are strong, and he's he's coming into that role naturally while like maintaining that uh, hesitancy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. like you said, it's gonna be really interesting to see like how this unfolds in the first half of part two. Yeah, assuming we get one. I, th- yeah. I think well, it's a good like, like
2: middle of the arc where we end things. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've 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 two things mainly, but one like I think the scene that really got like got me where I was like okay, like I I see because he you know Leto says leaders are not born or whatever they're, they're, they're called and you have mm-hmm. to answer it and this concept of people having a war in his name like mm-hmm. he was freaking out I mean in he the was tank. like I don't want this and Right. that shows like he's kind of like this it's being kind of forced upon him and mm-hmm. um, so would he answer and he's at least taking a step saying like I can at least be you know I don't say play this role but like he's might be you know hesitant but he's stepping into it but you made a point about he just takes over the Fremen in the old one he's just like Cool, I can ride like a right. run worm. Like everything's fine. Me and Zach made a joke where it was like, all I had to do was say, "What's the name of the ha- of the shadow of the mouse in the second moon?" And he's like, "No He goes, "Okay, cool, leader. Yeah, right. Cool, Sweet. that's my name now. I'm, <laughs> I'm your leader." Right? We're, I'm <laughs> assuming in the next here's, movie we're
2: gonna be like, "Okay, here's how he learns about the moons, and here's how he, you know, <laughs> right. understands." it's like, yeah, because yeah. that's
0: never. It's like, never like, explained. We had said like we were saying it's so funny because he says something like a phrase that's like, "What is the name of the shadow of the mouse of the second something like that?" Right. Right. And all of us are like, "Huh? What?" But Stilgar, <laughs> that movie Stilgar just goes, "Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I know Mala exactly Deed. what you're talking goes, about." Yeah. Sweet, cool. And there's just no like there's no context. Like, uh, like, you talk uh, about homie? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the 1984
1: film feels like it is reading bullet points on in like a history book and especially just going at this the end. happens and Yeah. Then, yes. Absolutely. it And the world building in that movie takes like an hour and a half and it's only like the first 75 pages of the book and right. then they just like rush through everything. <laughs> in for two the rest standard
0: of it, years, That I was it's, like, it's, two years? It's
1: literally, the movie is like us doing movie in a minute where we start yeah. off super strong. You know like the, the meme where they're drawing the horse <laughs> yeah. and it's like yeah. super detailed and then it just turns into stick figure? That's
0: always us. It's like, they're this, they're this and then they just, they have they, they win. Yay. <laughs> whereas, <laughs>
1: cool. whereas this film really feels like from... The outset, it's starting at a certain position and building these plot points that are meant to, to go somewhere, and we can see where they may go in the next film, right? And we can speculate about that, which is something that I really appreciate about series. You know, like yeah, like when uh, I definitely
0: left this wanting, like yeah, the, the next part. I was definitely like okay, because there's things that I didn't real like. Like we we see, um, uh, the Baron. Mm -hmm. kind of floating up in the corner and I I remember like, that was like, okay, he's alive. But at the end, like I was like, Oh, it ended. But then I thought, Oh, wait a second. The barons still like, you start remembering like, okay, things are left open on purpose. Also this in, in like the 84 cut, um, when, when the baron's like, am I alive? Am I alive? I was like, the hell dude, he didn't breathe on you. Like, what are you like? Sure. In this one, it made it clear that like everybody died. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, better job there. Um, but I definitely left this film like s- b- comfortable with where it ended, right? Mm-hmm. Like it it was a good ending, but also saying like I I want to finish this, you know. Okay. Um, so I think it was well done. I do want to say real quick because we're already at like an hour and eight minutes, and this would happen because there's three of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're at an
1: hour and eight minutes. I looked over there and it said two oh eight. Oh no! Like, so what it
0: starts honored. at one. <laughs> um, so we can we can start wrapping up just just like this part. I I know we didn't get to everything, and we, and we never will. Um, Can I just say one, yeah, yeah. one thing? Anything real quick. else that you will bring up, please, please. Let's,
1: let's all do a last thought, and then yeah. we'll, we'll move to the next section. I think I like the worms in the 1984 film. Oh, you mentioned this Thank more you. than I oh, do okay. in this film. Okay, okay, okay. Um, as visually stunning as the worms are in this movie, they just don't feel. I don't know, as as dangerous or as majestic. I don't know how to... Please, Ethan, I think you agree with me. Can you can you articulate this? I agree 1,000%.
2: <laughs> this was the other, like, gripe. Like, the Harkonnen mm-hmm. is a little bit more important because it's an actual character in the movie, but right. the worms suck in this, man. Like, the worms... Are- <laughs> Like like they look yeah, like a butthole. They let look like know. a they look like a butthole. Like it's like I I, <laughs> I said that literally. Yeah, he has
0: said he was like that's like a like a like a, a hairy butthole. But- I, <laughs> <hairy> I, but-
2: <laughs> I just did not like the way they looked. I think they looked amazing in the old movie. I think that's the yeah. about as perfect as they could have ever been on screen, and maybe that's why right. they that's will funny. never live up to it with this new version. But I even this the mm-hmm. idea of like the sort of uh you could I'm doing this visually so you can't see it, but it's like the three pronged mouth sort of opening. Yeah. I liked that more than the sort of like just round circle. Uh, Carlo right. Rambaldi made the, he made the puppets for those worms. He's like a special effects, like legend. I made a movie. He mm-hmm. he didn't make the movie, but he made the effects for a movie called possession, which is a movie that's cr- okay. insane, but I just love the way those look. Uh, yeah. It just did not. I like, you know, obviously you're able to translate the scale better in a movie like this, but yeah, sure. the worms
1: suck. Worms. Not good. <laughs> it, it's it's not going to take me out of the film, yeah. but I was definitely I was left wanting the old worms, mm-hmm. you know. So,
0: I do actually have have one question before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they're when they're in, in in the desert and they're getting chased by the worm, right? And they get to the rock, and the worm, of course, sort of stands up, stands up, and like looks at Paul, mm-hmm. right? What's like in your opinion? Because I was thinking, okay. The worms, the spice, there's a relationship there. What does that mean? <laughs> but I'm saying so like in the old one when he does the water of life thing.
1: Well in the old one when, when, when they're being chased like that, they, they to get em. to the, the rocks and yeah. it's still like trying to come after them, right? Mm. Until yeah, the yeah. until the thumper comes. So
0: in the in the lynch cut in the boss, well, I guess it's not actually Lynch's cut. In in the Lynch version, um the sorry, lynch They just cut. Cut. Know, they found all the, the footage cut. and they were like,
1: Oh,
2: let's do this, let's <laughs> do this. Oh, let's with yeah. completely different cast. <laughs> it's a new cut.
0: But uh um uh, the worms kind of stand up and hover over him when he's doing the water of life thing mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever it's called. And in this one, it looked as though like the worm knew. And I was like, I was, I was asking, like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something, but I, that seemed like was it? Could it not kill him because he's out on the sand? Because did did he know that he's the Quixx like, Hadorak, whatever? What do you th- like what do you think like what do you think that was like I don't know I'm confused
2: It, it, it maybe explained better in is the next like, movie like for, foreshadowing
0: yeah. yeah i mean is is it like kind of showing like maybe he has like a natural because he's obviously ingested spice at this point cuz he's on right. Arrakis. maybe i don't know there's a way that they can tell i just thought he's it, not thought blue was... eyes yet he's but... not blue eyes yet right I thought, I thought this was movie was going to just,
2: end with him it. having blue eyes i thought that was going to be the last shot i thought so too but that would yeah. be good
0: actually i kind of like that
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> but i guess they have to if go farther. when he
1: became when he became a man and like killed the guy, his yeah, eyes but, were just blue. But isn't it based on like? And then you have that on like uh, your music in the back. Okay,
0: hold on. No, so is that? So hold on. This is random. But you've seen the Snyder cut, right? No. No, you haven't seen it. No. Damn it. <laughs> I hate Zack okay. Snyder. Okay. <sighs> well, you hurt his heart. No, no, you didn't actually. <laughs> you didn't. I promise. I'm not a. I'm not a Zack Snyder like, f- yes, f- fanboy. Um, we didn't say you were no I know but you made it you, you implied it uh, but in in this Snyder Cut they like he for some reason tweaked One Woman's theme song and I swear to God it's the same it's, it's it's the same voice thematically similar yeah and it even says like ancient like lamentation music plays mm-hmm. and like I saw that and like I was like that's the Snyder Cut anyway doesn't matter um, <laughs> isn't the blue eyes based on how long you're there is, it, is that what it is yeah
2: I think kinda like it's not necessarily like Cause yeah, they, they don't, not everyone drinks the water of life and obviously a lot more people have blue eyes, but it's like, I think the sort of ingestion right. gradually of more and more spice turns your eyes blue. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I kind of wouldn't have made, I guess it wouldn't have made sense for him to like have a moment where he's, you know, all of a sudden yeah. he has blue eyes, but right. it's probably maybe in the cool next shot. movie we're going to start with him <laughs> having that or, you know, uh, yeah, something like See that. that transition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, I have t- I have two. Last thoughts? I
2: have two questions uh, yeah. for you guys. Yeah, go for it. They're very closing kind of questions. So what do you guys think spice
1: yeah. tastes like? Is it apple cider uh, or <sighs> just cinnamon? So based on what I've read in the book, it changes, right? So like every time you taste it, it tastes, it tastes. (laughs) So the way they describe it in the book is like the first time Paul tastes it, it tastes like cinnamon. Mm -hmm. But then after that, every time he tastes it, it always tastes good, but it always tastes a little bit different. So they can't really pin it down. Okay. I would think it just tastes like cinnamon. looks like the cinnamon challenge to me. (laughs)
2: Right. I was like, what if, what if, if, if spice was flavored to like your favorite thing in the world, what would spice taste like?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Oh gosh, uh, you, you first a Reese's cup. Okay, a Reese's cup
0: because it's got to be
1: sweet. If it, yeah. it, spice, I feel like would not be a savory thing. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> got to be something. Can't sweet be cayenne pepper. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, I'm I'm gonna get very oddly specific. Okay. Uh, oh wait a second. The Reese's peanut butter <laughs> cheesecake from uh the cheesecake factory. <laughs> Not a
1: sponsor, <laughs> but Not we would love to be.
0: <laughs> I almost said the Reese's Bowl and chocolate from Chili's from like 8 years ago, which was they haven't had so that. good. They haven't had
1: that
2: in
0: so long. It was so good. I right, was your second question.
2: Uh so if so obviously the the 1984 movie was scored by Toto and Hunter had the wrong opinion of thinking it was bad uh, because <laughs> thank that movie, you that score it's amazing I didn't say it was bad
0: I didn't say it was bad I just thought it just didn't make any sense it made perfect I sense it, it didn't it. make any sense the
1: brutality of the planet is coming through with the <laughs> and then, but you've also got this regal
0: look I want Hans Zimmer's bagpipes man for the yeah, <laughs> I liked the
2: bagpipes but Hunter was <laughs> obviously like wrong about that Hunter was obviously wrong about Toto not being the right fit so, yeah. if a rock band scored 2021 Dune, who would you want to score? Oh, God. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I have an answer, but I think people will like it. So, I don't know. Like, Do the fire flames?
0: flames. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a song, isn't it? Yeah, it is a song. Sorry. That's why <laughs> I gave you that look. It's the band that Buckethead. No. Uh, I don't know. I'm <laughs> just listing off like like just, a, gar- or a yeah, guitar, guitar hero. hero. Guitar hero. Guitar <laughs> <laughs> hero of songs. Um,
1: I, I don't know. I think, I think wait, I would have so to go this, with a, this version of bit. like
0: this version of dude, right? The new one. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. I would still pick someone a little older. I think. I think I would go with something like Iron Maiden or something mm. like that. I okay. just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I
2: would have picked Rush for sure. If it was like old, like oh, Rush one. would be a good one. Like way yeah. back in the day for nineteen eighty four. Right. But I think I think yeah. the people might not like this answer. But Tool, I think, would have done a good job. Okay. Two would be really good. I can yeah. see
0: that. I was, I was going to say Pink Floyd, but that, that seems too easy.
2: Right. Um, I, I want to say I'm not 100% sure of this. So you guys talked, I guess kind of might have mentioned this in passing last week, but um, mm-hmm. there was a treatment for Dune not too long after the book came out that was going to be made by Alejandro Jodorowsky. And he yeah. is a very avant-garde filmmaker. Like even more off the wall than David Lynch ever has been. Like just, right. the guy's like maybe straight up insane. They made a, a documentary called Jodorowsky's Dune about his production for like what he's dreamed up in his brain as like what this movie would have been. And he keeps saying like these increasingly amazing things, probably all BS, like it probably could have never happened. But the great story sure. about that dude in particular is that um, I think Pink Floyd actually might have scored it or we're planning oh, to possibly because wow. pink Floyd were doing scores in the late 70s for very like arty right. films like they have released them as albums also interesting uh fun fact from that possible movie is that uh h.r giger um the artist he did a lot of concept art for that movie um and if you don't know mm-hmm. who h.r giger is he is the guy who basically created the xenomorph from alien and all of that incredible mm-hmm. gross weird very like brutal uh production design in alien is from the brain mm-hmm. of H.R. Giger and he would have not been able to make Alien were it not for the work he did on Jodorowski's Dune. So that's an interesting
1: little fun fact for you. I don't know. Yeah. That is awesome. That's that's I, I had no idea.
0: So <laughs> Ethan, we wrap this up with asking uh a question and we'll ask you since you're our special guest. Um so we've said a lot, but is the new Dune good?
2: It is good. I don't know how if I'm supposed to keep it short and sweet, but I think it's good if how if you feel- like well-made, uh, m- slowly-paced blockbusters that uh, you know are gonna put you in awe of the production design, the cinematography. Please mm-hmm. see this on a big screen, anyone listening, uh, if you can, yeah. uh, because one that makes <laughs> one that will make sure we'll get a part two in a theater, hopefully. And I think you're just going to enjoy it a lot more. Um, It's going to be just a a fun experience to sit in the dark room and be Mm. absorbed by this movie because it it is meant to like completely absorb you into its like sort of pacing and world. And I think that just it's the magic of the movies, people. So uh, get out there and see it if you can. And uh, yeah, I recommend it. I. Let yeah. pe- people please let me know if they don't like it because I'd prefer to. I'd love to hear from people if they were just like baffled by this but um I did enjoy it
0: yeah there you go I would agree I, yeah 100% I very, good. very good cool well that wraps that up uh, we have some more segments Ethan if you would love to stay with us and be a part of these we would love to have you uh, this next segment is one of my favorites. It is called "Every Movie Sucks." <laughs> Every movie. Um, oh, are these Zach, the, are are these the people in? I
2: was talking about? Who I want to know? Yes. If they. Yeah. How much they thought it sucked? Because I'm curious to hear from people who did yeah. like it.
0: So this one, this one's sitting at 91 percent fresh as far as audience scores are going. Mm. Wow. Uh, so that's going to be tough for me to find. Um, Zach, I need my uh, my walking slam poetry baseline.
1: Boom! 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 Boom!
0: Sorry, sorry,
1: sorry, sorry, sorry.
0: Okay. You say you love this film? Well, guess what? I hate it. He hates it. She hates it. Because you know what? Every movie sucks.
1: Bah.
0: Great. Okay, um, so far I've only found one bad review that is kind of funny and not a paragraph. This is two stars from somebody who has no name. Uh, this is from one hour ago. It says, good CGI, but this movie is truly awful. <laughs> slow and nonsensical.
1: Disagree. There you go. It's slow. Um, a lot it of these, but it's on purpose. A lot yeah. of these are
0: like five. Here we go. Sorry, one star from Vincent H, from one hour ago. If you haven't read the book or seen the other two other two movies, <laughs> you will have no idea what is going on. Critical story elements and character background is mi- are are missing.
1: How would you know here's that? A, here's a. <laughs> oh
0: my God! I got one. Okay, go on.
1: Uh, here's a critic review. It says, The movie's stripped-down material world correlates with a stripped-down emotional one. Narrow, facile, and unambiguous. Mm, okay. I don't. I could see it, but I don't necessarily agree.
0: All right, so here we go. This one's a paragraph, so bear with me. This is the mm-hmm. half star. Okay? okay?
1: These are the best ones, the half stars.
0: Worst movie I've seen in 50 years on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible plot line, weird side stories, so, so special effects, Twenty minutes in, and couldn't wait for the movie to be over.
2: Damn, that's a long time to could wait.
0: Have, could have, could have put more into the reason for mining the spice. Mm. Huge desert, yet only one machine mining. Plenty of, <laughs> no, there's not. Plenty of desert to go around. How anyone gave this movie a high rating is beyond me.
1: Okay, so that's that's a good <laughs> that's a good point of one thing that wasn't necessarily explained in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it is touched on, but it's not fully fleshed out like it is in the 1984 film, which is that the Harkonnens, when they left this planet, they gave them severely depleted resources to mine the spice. So, like, they don't have many uh, harvesters.
2: Yeah, you know? I, I appreciate it. I think that was a good way of illustrating w- the sabotage that the Harkonnens did, even if it doesn't right. feel as evil. It feels less evil because it's just like, well, they just left with their stuff. But, yeah, yeah I, I, it's funny. They're like, yeah, there's only one harvester. It's like... Okay, yeah. we w- why, why aren't do you, show you harvesting every more harvester? of that stuff? Why don't you show me every yeah. harvester that's on the planet right now? Uh.
0: <laughs> you have another one? Um, I have one more. Go short. for it. Go. Uh, this is from John F. It said, uh, one star, slow, no meaning, sucked. Okay. Very, very detailed and elaborate.
1: Dennis says, the acting was wooden, the direction formulaic, and the special effects were not all that special. Mm-hmm. And I have to disagree with that three-headed Chimera. Like, I just. Sure, I his name
0: wasn't that. Denny. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I've got one more and then we'll move on because I know that we're running long. Uh, these people who leave half stars, they don't leave their names. Cowards. Yeah. They, they, come gotta on, stay, guys.
1: You guys stay anonymous.
0: This says long, slow, and confusing. Such a weak story. We were losing our minds and tempted to walk out. Man, come on. I think Th- this 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 could have had no story That's- and the visuals alone are worth staying for.
2: But that's what I'm, like, curious about. Like, people are, like... Because, like, I feel like the most people who went to the movie this week are, like, oh, yeah, I'm there. Like, I gotta see this movie. Like, I'm down for whatever mm-hmm. this movie is gonna do. Either I've re- I'm a big fan of the book, I'm a big fan of the old movie, I'm a big fan of Denis Villeneuve. Like, like... Right. I'm just curious, like, someone who was like, oh, I'll buy a ticket to that. Like, what they thought about it. Like... Right, uh, yeah. That's kind of what I want to know.
1: Think about the general film that is digested by the general... <laughs> Viewer, you got like Final F- uh, Final Fantasy, uh, uh, <laughs> Fast and Furious was what I was trying oh to my god. The Fast and Furious movies, Fast and uh, Furious eighty <laughs> seven. Yeah, uh, the Marvel films, which are just so jam packed with content, and there's mm. never there's never a moment to reflect. And I mean, some of the films have y- long,
0: yeah, I know but Formula. for
1: for the most part, it's just like jam packed with this happens and that happens and that happens. Oh wow. Uh, there's some action scene. Oh, wow. Someone fell on Scarlett Johansson's boobs. And oh, we're going from here to there. <laughs> yeah. You know Does what I mean? Happen? It's just so. Oh, that happens in Age it's of Ultron. Infamous, it's, a, it's, a it's a Joss Whedon signature. It's a Joss Whedon signature that he put in a lot of his films. Oh, was the okay. It I happens
0: where uh, yeah. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Banner falls on uh, Black Widow's boobs. And then when he did uh, Justice League, The Flash falls on. Diana's boobs. Mm-hmm. So oh, she, was yeah. to, she was about to walk off
1: set oh, yeah. when 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 they wanted to film that. He's the worst. He sucks. Anyways, um, that's cool. a, That's a that's off topic, but um,
0: yeah. Well, that was it for every movie. And Joss Whedon sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, moving right along. Uh, I've got so it's time for my shindig. Zach, do you want to give me a quick little theme song?
1: It's Hunter Shindig. Yeah. He's gonna tell you the news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Movie news. Yeah. Entertainment news. <laughs> news.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so I'm going to run through this really quick, and then Ethan, I also want to gauge your excitement for these uh, these titles, because I don't Gage know if you're a DC away. fan. Are you, are you a DC fan? I know that, that you're not a Zack Snyder DC fan. I know that.
2: You know what? Uh, I'm probably the wrong guy Do you like DC
0: characters? Do you like DC characters, or do you like, just not like their movies, because they've been kind of shit? Uh,
2: that's a great question. Oh. I, I, I think I'm kind of uh, at a point where I'm over superheroes completely. Like, I can't get into it at all. Like understandable. Thank um, you. Understandable. Like I, I, (laughs) I, So, some context. I went to see this movie in IMAX. I saw all the big trailers that are coming for the big movies that are coming. Uh, The Mm -hmm. one I am most amped for is the Matrix. And holy cow, does that look incredible? Uh, But the the last trailer was the Batman. And I got kind of—I mean, sure, we're going to talk about that, but I kind of got a little yep. bit of pushback from some friends when I was not like going nuts over it, like right. Yep. It's all right. Well no, like,
0: like I so so yeah. No, like <laughs> that's I to, I totally 100% get that. Um, we went and saw uh, Shang Chi with with some friends of ours, and surprisingly good. It was very yep, refreshing, very good. Which. In the
1: realm of superhero films, it our, was very like, refreshing. Our
0: friend said that she didn't like it because it didn't seem like a Marvel movie. She said and it was we the
1: least Marvel movie that she's ever seen, and I said, that is the reason why I liked and it we, so much. We were both
0: like, that's why we loved it, because it was mm-hmm. just something new. But anyway, um, I do have a soft spot for DC. I will I will own that. Um, as a giant Batman fan, um, no shame. I'm, I'm really excited about... Robert Pattinson's Batman. I'm excited about it. I think it looks dope. I think it looks really cool. I've been burned too many times. <laughs> I but I'm most excited, honestly. I'm jaded. I'm, I think let's we'll see how it I looks. I think Paul Dano's you know? gonna be so good as Riddler. I think it's a really cool take on him. Uh, okay?
2: Someone tweeted this already, but like I just love that he gets to play a little freak again. Like he's so good at that. Yeah, <laughs> playing oh, a little yeah. freak. But I just think
0: I think yeah. making him like a zodiac type serial mm. killer, I think that's a really cool take. I think mm. it looks dope. I'm excited. It looks dark as hell. Which could come across as kind of dumb, but I personally think I'm really excited.
1: Yeah, but what if they come in and butcher it like they did Suicide, uh, the first Suicide story I, yeah, suicide I suicide squad think they may have learned their
2: lesson here a little bit. You know, I'll give them a I little bit so. more credits <laughs> uh, as far as like they so, hired they hired a serious filmmaker. Uh, no right. offense to David Ayer, he's not a serious filmmaker. He he uh, he's made like glorified trash for the last ten years, like. And I think he would own up to a lot of you know the trashy elements of his movie, but like I feel like they they hired mm-hmm. a guy when they know they didn't they didn't want to take away final cut from this guy. Um, I, okay. I I think it looks great visually. I think the uh, the casting of Robert Pattinson is an inspired choice. I think he is one of the finest actors of his yeah. generation. You know, which is crazy to say that after you know uh, Twilight. Damn you know, <laughs> he's after he's his incredible. He's, like if you guys ever seen have you seen Good the Lighthouse. Time? Yeah, I love Lighthouse. I have that's a that's a that's a masterpiece. Um, yeah, I'd want to see it. He he's he's so good in that. Um, would be yeah. a great midnight movie if you are interested. But uh, I think it was a good choice. I think the cast is like fun and like like a, a are all good choices. I think I'm more yeah. with Zach here in that just I'm kind of like I don't think it's going to be bad. I have I have no expectations that it's going to suck. I'm more mm-hmm. just like, do I need another Batman movie? And I know it's well, going to be a different story and I know there's going to be different villains. And it's like, I've played the Batman. I've played the games. I've, I've played, I watched yep. all the movies. Sure. I don't like, you know, Ben Affleck was pretty good and like, I don't like the Zack Snyder movies, but he was probably decent in that. It's just like, I'm kind of like, I could have taken another five-year break from Batman and then so here's five the years thing. from now and I would have been okay with that.
0: Here's the thing on that same note. So I'm going to piggyback off of that into we got some new footage on The Flash. Which is going to be this? Which who knows what the hell is coming? Is this a movie? <laughs> who knows what We've had yeah. yeah. So they're making a movie based mm. on Flash. it is. It is the most spoiled
1: movie. <laughs> there's, there's currently n- being there's produced. No, yeah, there's, there's so many things coming out. every right. single week yeah. about the Flash but on the Flash set. We saw these pictures or yeah. that or. Mm. But
0: they showed a teaser. They finally showed some footage. Right. Yep. yep. And since it's already been spoiled, uh, I don't know if you if if you know this, Ethan, but Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman.
2: Right. I did hear about that.
0: So, and we have Ben Affleck as Batman in this mm-hmm, film. Mm-hmm. So next year we're getting three Batman, three cinematic Batman. Two in the Flash, and then we get Rob Pattinson. Yeah. So it's a lot. Oh, look, I'm yeah. super excited for my, for Keaton. I think it's gonna be dope. And keep in mind, we're still not we're we're still not certain that.
1: Uh, uh, he blew up with the bomb when he flew it over the the bay in. in
3: oh
0: yeah, there's there's rumors that there's <laughs> even rumors kidding. that Christian Bale. Belga- no, that, right. that's a rumor. Oh, is it really? That Christian okay. Bale, in- dude. There's rumors that like Nicolas Cage is gonna be Superman because he was supposed to be Superman. Superman oh, flyby many funny. years ago for. Um, Would have been yeah. But there's all these things. But on that note, so we have it shows we have two Barry Allen's, mm-hmm. right? We have Michael Keaton. We have Supergirl. Um, all this multiverse stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, to, it's, to it's me, this, is, this intrigued me. It did.
1: Okay, it's intriguing, sure, but to me, how much more impactful would all of that wild stuff been if we didn't There's
2: know it? Oh, 100%. if we didn't know it sure. right now, you know. I think that's part See, of that's... the the danger of being plugged into all this stuff so much is that like you're going to kind of yeah. have that kind of spoiled for you, like right. uh, you're going to know that certain thing. Like I know I pretty much know what's going to happen in Spider-Man. Like I think, you know, yeah. like which yeah. I think honestly they're uh, DC is once again getting beaten to the the punch. Uh, by I think the next Spider Man is gonna be a multiverse movie. Like yep. they're gonna bring back sure. probably Tobey Maguire, <laughs> probably uh Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield, and I'm like not prepared for that. Like I, I don't want. It just sounds so like uh, I don't know. Like it's funny because like the 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 joke that you could make about comic books is that. Every couple of years, they have to blow shit up, for lack of a better term, to sort of like reset the timelines and do all this crazy stuff. And it's like, we're not that far into it that you had to do all this sort of like rewriting the timelines. And it's like, now that you build the cinematic universe, you have to sort of have certain rules about it. And DC, I thought, was going to ignore those rules for, you know, just because they're like, you know, I don't, you know, there, yeah, there's two jokers, whatever.
1: I still think that's the plan going forward, Ethan. I think they're gonna they're going to have some continuity and then ignore a lot of rules Mm -hmm. and do what they want and be playful in other areas. Yeah. Have you seen
0: the Suicide Squad? No. Okay. So with with James James Bond, but James 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 Gunn's Suicide Squad, it's like if you want to draw a line to like Birds of Prey or like the first one, you can. Mm -hmm. But very little breadcrumbs. But it doesn't matter. I'll be honest. I haven't
2: seen a superhero movie. In the theater since uh, Far From Home, and that wasn't very good. And I'm sort of, I'm yeah. like swearing them off, kind of for the foreseeable future. Sure, didn't it wasn't out of fan. I, yeah, go ahead. No, just, like, just I'm not into it. It's just you know, yeah, boring. No, at this yeah. Point. it's definitely
0: like we, we we joked a lot about I, because uh, I follow so many pages on like on Instagram, where like I had to intentionally seek out non-comic book news mm-hmm. because this is stuff where it's like if there's any movie news it's this right and it's right it, you would think I, I don't know i mean i don't know i don't know we can just run through this i go can go on.
1: i'll see the films and they're i'll have fun in the theater like they're you know it's something to do for a couple hours i'll draw the lines on the shows though i'm not gonna watch this yeah.
2: <laughs> too yeah marvel has
0: like marvel has <laughs> like 19 shows in development i know it's too many and a lot yeah, of them are gonna
2: have like consequences that you're gonna be like what the who the heck is that guy yeah and you're like yeah but uh, you know what my favorite thing I was haven't... that i watched or i i read spoilers for loki and i was like mm-hmm. i have no idea what the hell anyone's talking about and i feel so good about <laughs> that i'm like yeah oh yeah. god i don't know yeah. have to know
1: that per- i don't know who that person is so i don't have to be like
0: yeah oh my god it's no evil. it's it's definitely it's definitely getting like a Overkill. My Mm -hmm. my
1: opinion on it is that everything that will need explanation, I have forty friends who are will have (laughs) watched everything. You have me. I have you. You have me. And so any questions that I have, I can just ask, and I don't have to devote that time to the shows because it's just it's too much. Yeah, too much.
0: Anyway, um, I'll just run through this stuff then because nobody here cares. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, no, uh, we saw some uh, some footage for Black Adam. Mm Mm-hmm. Looks cool. I mean, The Rock's super passionate about it, so good for him. Um. Zam 2, we saw Helen Mirren is going to be like a god. Yeah. That's neat. Good for her. That one looks fun. Aquaman 2, he's got a new suit. Black Man who looks dope. Um, the first one was ridiculous, which we watched yes, that one. It was ridiculous. You know, which it is.
1: But good.
0: Um, the, the Peacemaker, I have absolutely no interest in watching this show. I don't know if you've. You, you, you John haven't seen Cena, the Suicide right? Squad? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I hated his It's like this character. Ultra,
1: ultra patriotic... I couldn't stand it ...to a fault.
0: So I don't... I mean, I don't think... I don't I don't really care to watch that show, frankly. Right. Um, let me see what else. We saw some footage... I mean, some concept art for Batgirl, which, neato. I um, mean, yeah, it, it was it was cool, but it was kind of underwhelming, in my opinion. Mm. They officially announced Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins for the third Wonder Woman film. Right. Um, which that was already kind of known. Right. They showed gameplay, I think, for just for Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, the the game, which I don't play what? video games anymore. So yeah, there's a game yeah, now out. Yeah, they're making there's a new, video game. A new Arkhamverse game, which is like Gotham Knights. Um, but yeah, that was DC Fandom. I was most like mean, the Batman was what I was. Hyped
1: Did it for. live up? Can I just ask you a general question? Because yeah. I know you were super hyped for DC Fandom. Did it live up? Super to hype. Your... is putting it, you were I,
0: hyped. I was. I was hype. I was hype. I wasn't super hyped. Okay. I was more hyped last year. Okay. No, seriously, because like I did not watch it last year. I watched part of it. This year, yeah. I was like, I just read about it.
1: Did it live up to your expectations, or was it disappointing, or um, both? Okay.
0: Yeah. No, because like <laughs> it was like, to your point, Ethan, I didn't actually learn anything.
1: Hmm. <laughs> right, because you've already learned it all on Twitter. Like I, right. I, I knew it all already. Yeah. But. It's all been leaking through um, little by little. Or
0: other news that I have is Marvel pushed back a crap ton of dates. Yeah, I saw that. He pushed mm-hmm. back. What is it? Doctor Strange 2, Thor 4, Black Panther 2, The Marvels, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. And apparently Harry Styles is in Eternals.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Eros. The, Eros. The god <laughs> of, like, seduction and whatever, right? No, well, he's mm-hmm. Thanos' brother.
0: <laughs> Wh- who is, like... I don't know. I thought yeah, his yeah, was his name's
1: Eros.
2: Yeah. 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 I learned this Some on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my news. That's my shindig. Uh okay. Zach, uh, you do have some shindig today, don't you?
1: Uh, so Ethan's going to take Zach's shindig today.
2: Yeah, yeah? I am.
0: Going All right, to take ready? Zach's Hold shindig. on. Sorry. Here we go. Here we go. This is Zach's shindig. But Ethan's actually, shindig. it's Ethan's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 Ethan. All right, okay. Go ahead.
2: Here we go with the shindig. I forgot oh what God, this section this is. is. <laughs> I think it's like where <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Zach to task on things. Up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah it's it's we, all of us. Messed up. <laughs> yeah, both of us. Okay. But
1: specifically me, probably. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought it was really
2: funny how um, Hunter had never heard of Kyle McLaughlin last week. Yes. Uh, I, I, uh, he was the guy from
0: Desperate Housewives. <laughs>
1: which is
2: insane I to th- me. Th- like that I you,
0: was
1: so caught off guard when that was what you described know, he's as, from, and I just he's kind of
0: Twin Peaks too, right? I, I kind of went
1: with it, but he's had a a, okay, a, okay. a decorated career if you want to talk <laughs> about anything. Yeah. yeah, Kyle MacLachlan is
2: like kind of ubiquitous to me, like as a fan of David Lynch, he's like, uh, well, start going back all the way back to Dune, which yeah, we, I think you guys mentioned was his first role. Um, he yes. was, went on to make Blue Velvet, which is like an iconic seminal film of the 80s. And um, mm-hmm. collaborated with David Lynch a lot was Asian Cooper in Twin Peaks, which is like the main character. Uh, hilarious that Hunter has the same description of Kyle MacLachlan as like my mom would. Like, oh, he was a guy on Desperate <laughs> <Yes>. Housewives. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so. Sex
0: in the City. <laughs> right. He was also in Sex in the City. <laughs>
2: Well, there you go. That even solidifies my point a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, watch Sorry. more uh, David Lynch movies, I think. Maybe you guys should do a David Lynch retrospective. That'd be really funny. I did. I want, That'd be sh- really cool. B- yeah. uh, what
0: happen- Have you seen the, like, What Happened to Jack, whatever it's called? Oh, the yeah, Richard that was funny the- you
2: talking about that because I'm like, oh. <laughs> he
0: talks to the monkey?
2: <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're, uh, he watched a short film, from da- which I thought was hysterical, like, in uh, the best way. So... But it was funny that I was like, yeah, oh, that was ridiculous. on Netflix. It was yeah.
0: definitely like he's sitting there smoking a cigarette, this like deep voice monkey. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what else you got? What else you got? Uh,
2: so, yeah, Zach mentioned it earlier, I think. But um, So when Zach was talking about uh, last week, a movie called Attack of the Body Snatchers, which is not a real movie. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> he Thank mentioned you. a scene yes. where uh, someone's chest is opened up and there's a monster teeth like inside the, it and is in the, the, the arms defibrillator are, thing yes yeah the doctor yeah. is doing the defibrillator he sticks his arms in the chest and the arm the mouth opens up in the chest and eats his arms that is from going, <laughs> that is from the 1982 film the thing which is yes maybe like top 10 movies of all time like one that i would love to hear you guys talk about because it's one of the
1: greatest movies <laughs> ever it is it is a very good film mm-hmm. and i think we actually talked about doing it for halloween next week. yeah is we it? talked about either doing that or Halloween. Oh, hold
0: on, so who, mm-hmm. the thing this is—I'm going to this—I'm taking a risk because if, if I'm wrong, this is <laughs> not really dumb. Isn't that John Carpenter? is yes, that, is that it who is. it is? Yeah. Okay, so we are doing Halloween. We're yeah. doing announcement for everybody listening. Next week, we're doing John Carpenter's Halloween, the original uh, from what '78, I think, is when it yeah. came mm-hmm. out. Um, but what's funny is that I remember, like, whenever you said the title of that movie, the the attack of the body snatchers, I pictured like a 1950s like poster. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it sounded like it was from like well there is
2: a movie called invasion of the body snatchers from the 1950s yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. an invasion mm-hmm. of the Got body Snatchers. Mm-hmm.
1: so gotcha, first of all i was wrong about the title but i will own this completely <laughs> and i will say that i have not seen the john carpenter film or the the uh, yeah recently yeah. but mm. i will say that this lines up with like childhood memory where like <laughs> you know you saw a thing and you know it affected yeah. you but you're gonna get the details <laughs> incorrect right so i'll own it Hundred percent. You were yes. I figured
2: if you were talking. I remember you were talking like specifically like oh I saw this when I was too young. So yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Maybe yeah, you yeah. saw the nineteen seventy eight invasion of the body body snatchers, which is also like practical in terms of like practical effects and like being really mm. weird and gross. It's excellent. Uh, it also has right. uh, Donald Sutherland and uh, Leonard Damoy okay. in it, and yeah. Jeff Goldblum, very young Jeff Goldblum. But oh cool! Highly recommend that cast. one. That's a that's a great film.
0: <laughs> um, is there anything else that that we messed up? Oh man, there was probably. one more thing. I mean, probably. Did I I'm write sure it down? sure there's something
1: else. Was it the fact that um we said that this film was oh, going to Dude be the, was the whole movie, the full book? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, the fact that I think
2: uh Hunter compared Dune to Mortal Kombat for some reason. <laughs> wait, oh wait, no, <laughs> yeah, up no.
0: Com- I know you guys have talked Mortal about Mortal Kombat, Anni- Kombat. like Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs>
1: Can I say that we were watching uh this film that mm-hmm. we're talking about today? Oh my god, this just is so a, funny. Just yes. a couple hours ago, and they were wearing the still suits with the with, with their like hoods up out on the sand. This was the Lady Jessica <laughs> and, and Paul. Ball. And Hunter said they look like ninjas from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. I
2: did. So wait, that's wait, two, two for two, two. two. Yeah, I I've kept like thinking about like how cool would it be to have a still suit in COVID times, like to like, you know, be able to Yeah. Yeah. Mask up and have all this retained water and moisture. I still think it'd be right. tight,
1: yeah. Put
0: em ch- tight. There you <laughs> go, nice. Is that it? Anything I, else? I
2: think, I think I've taken you guys to task enough.
0: Cool, Sweet. all right, cool. We got one last little thing. Uh, it's uh, our our great segment, Whiskey Shots, and that is that she's just been all over the place. She was uh, chewing on your bag earlier, yeah. Um, For those
1: that don't know, uh, whiskey, if, if this is your first episode listening, whiskey's
0: a cat. Ethan, whom you've known her 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 entire life. Yeah, you've literally. Like, you know, I was like, there when, when she was I, a kid. I, and... When yes. I got her, um, she's just she was chewing on your bag. She's <laughs> she's she must have found some spice because she's been running around like a maniac. <laughs> the spice, the spice, the spice. Um, cool. Give us a theme song real fast.
1: Whiskey shots. Whiskey shots. Does whatever a Whiskey Cat does. Yeah, got to change one notes for copyright purposes. We don't want to get mm. sued. You know.
0: <laughs> but there you go. Okay, cool. Um, well, Zach, how can they find us? As always, you
1: can find us on Twitter at B I I G podcast. You can email us at B-I-I-G podcast at gmail.com. You can look up Hunter on Instagram at. B i i g podcast.
0: No, at, but it's a good podcast. But it's a good podcast. And then I Ethan, apologize. how can they find you?
2: Yeah, how can they find you, Ethan? Yeah, I am at Lanky Frampard on Twitter. um I'm also on Letterboxd. The link to my Letterboxd is in my Twitter description. But yeah, follow me there. I love to chat movies. um Literally anytime. So so let me know.
3: Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: If if you have uh, any opinions on this film? If you disagree with Ethan, he said earlier in the, in, the, in, the in this episode, please have a conversation with him. He'd DM love to, him. He'd love to have these DM conversations. Him. We would as well. So send us an email or reach out to us.
0: Yes, I turned off the request thing on Instagram. So I'll get your messages this time. <laughs> I do have a couple of quick shout outs from messages that were like a month old because I just finally saw one was, was new. Uh, a good friend, Sean. Uh, I think he's in Florida now, Sean Pesos. He. I asked what your favorite thing about DC Van Damme was, and he's most hyped for the Suicide Squad video game. Okay. I think you've met Sean. You met yeah, Sean. I've met Sean. He's a cool dude. And then uh, Alex, Alex Hupp, uh has requested Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. Uh,
2: the whole series?
1: Or
0: just uh, like, can well, we pick our faves? We probably need to pick our faves because they go downhill really fast. <laughs> they do.
2: Hey, sometimes that's a fun retrospective where you get to see yeah. where the highs are. Apparently the new one's getting a 4K yeah. re- or the old one's getting a 4K release, so I'm excited about that. Okay, and
1: and you make a good point that we could just do like a retrospective episode where we talk about all all them. of them. I don't know, Ethan, if you've listened to the Shrek episodes, but we did <laughs> we did all four of the main installments of Shrek it about did it and we did a full a full episode for each episode, and it was oh, man, it was mind numbing. The third movie is so it's 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 in that special section of being bad enough that it's not interesting like it's not funny how bad it is you know what i mean it's just bad it's yeah Yeah. we the
0: the third one we were like we're still talking about shrek what are we doing (laughs) why are we doing this uh but cool so shout out to alex and uh sean Mm -hmm. uh please follow follow subscribe follow ethan um if you hate this movie tell them why uh i didn't think that's all i got oh also (laughs) uh ethan before we you say anything else shut your mouth i'm gonna say it go braves Go Braves!
2: Hey, go Braves! They're hey. not gonna
0: choke. They're not gonna choke. We're also, to the-
2: uh, something really somber, but uh, R.I.P. to uh, Helena Hutchins, the person who yes was. Oh, uh, dude! That was a horrible accident on the set of uh, a movie. Absolutely. Um, a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of stuff we don't. A lot of details we do not know. A lot of um. Right. Uh, I feel stuff like there's I, too I, many unknowns. Yeah, to, is, to discuss it in detail. The only thing I, that you can be said is that it's a horrible tragedy and our thoughts and right. prayers go out to her family and like, yeah, anybody affected by this, this is just a horrible thing. So RIP to her. I
0: like, I like just put out a statement. Baldwin just put just, just, I did a statement today. I think mm-hmm. I saw um, that. I was telling Zach, man, like there's pictures of him, like in the parking lot of the sheriff's office, just like leave the dude alone, man. Like, yeah, right. That stuff pisses me off. That's all There's tabloids man.
1: putting out, just leave him alone, conflicting like, stories. His life
0: just changed forever. Like you can't even, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that's brutal, brutal stuff. Um, yeah, man, that's oof, that's tough. But Anyway, um, thank you for being here. We will do this again. Uh, I guess on that note, we'll see you guys next week. We're doing uh, John Carpenter's Halloween. Looking forward that's to gonna it. That's going to
1: be no? awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you guys for having see me. This you guys. was fun. Yeah, man, of course. Yeah, this is yeah, great. Thank you so we'll much go, for being I'll on. have to
0: do it again. For being our inaugural guest. Our first guest. Our first guest. All right, cool. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Is it good
3: podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah.